I wish I was some sort of weird late night radio host that could talk to people about their problems. But what if those problems then were like kind of supernatural, kind of out of the ordinary? During my interviews, I look to uncover the enthusiasm that fuels the work. On that measure, this episode is a success. You can't contain the passion and love these two have for their creation. I talked with Kristen and Caitlin, the minds behind the Thin Places radio podcast. I loved the story of how they met and how that led them to dust off a very old idea and somehow make it new. Make sure you stick around to the end when we discuss Kristen's novel and the connection between chronic illness and lycanthropy. This episode, like all the work coming from the third floor, is possible because of the support we get on Patreon. Welcome to some of the newest patrons and floor heads, Christopher Taylor, Jonathan Brandenburg, Nathan Emery, and Mary McMurtry. Okay, sit back, relax, and enjoy my time with Kristen and Caitlin. Okay, do you want to search for any traps? Go ahead and roll. No successes. Uh, yeah, you don't find any traps. Hi, this is Greg. And this is Derek with Co-Designers of Limelight. You're currently hanging out on the third floor listening to Tabletop Talk. Howdy, friends. Craig here. Today we have the two people behind Thin Places Radio, which, if you've not been following me on socials, is my new favorite podcast. I've been trying to figure out how to describe it, and I figured I'd let them do it, so I grabbed a quip off of their website. It's a 90s-style call-in show from nowhere about the unexplained and finding connection amid loneliness. It is the most horrifically comforting thing I've ever listened to. So the voice we hear on the show is the creator and writer of Thin Places Radio, author Kristen O'Neill. When she's not taking calls on the show... Kristen writes about loneliness, the need for community, queerness, and liminality, all wrapped up with some anti-capitalism. Now, I was hooked on the podcast within minutes when I heard her soothing NPR-esque voice talking about liminal horrors and the monsters that hide in the mundane and the thin veil protecting our reality. Kristen, I've been looking forward to this. Welcome to the third floor. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, that was a long intro. There was. There's a lot to unpack in that. But, but, but I, like when I was going through the through the call sheet, I was just like, I'm not cutting any of this. Like I like this. And, and part of it is it's it's I, it, I've had challenges explaining what you two are doing. And like yeah, I can't like I, it's not a sentence. It's just not a sentence. So, Kristen, unfortunately, um, you have to be kind of like berated with the origin story. Um, and I know it's every podcast you come on, I guess I'll do this, but the way I like to frame it is, is kind of go, going back in time a little bit. Okay. So yeah. at some point you were like everybody else and you just kind of wrote a little bit for school and you know, things like that. And, but at some point I'm imagining you wrote something or got feedback about something you wrote that made you stop for a second and go, I might be good at this. Can we go back then? Yeah, I think I, I've always like, I, like writing aside, like I've always loved telling stories. Um, and I think there's a point in your childhood where you don't think about if you're good at something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that comes later, which is unfortunate, I think, honestly. But like at, at the start, it's not, am I any good at this thing that I'm doing? It's just, can I do this? Uh, 
with people or without people or in any other way. Yeah. So I, I had, um, I, I told this story that to my grandma, I had her write it down. So I think I was probably three or four because I couldn't write <laughs> yet. Uh, but it was about two dogs named Fido and Tiny who solved mysteries and it was, they did go into a haunted house. Uh, I was a big Scooby-Doo fan. <laughs> I was drawing heavily uh, from that source material, I think. Um, but yeah, and then I also, we, we had, um, so I have two sides of my family. This is not really relevant information, but uh, my dad's side, I have one cousin. Uh, my mom's side, I've got like 30 probably. Oh my goodness, okay. My mom has seven brothers and sisters. So that we never did, you know, a lot of individual stuff because there was always so much going on. But um, my dad's side of the family, just my one cousin. And so I have a, one brother. And so the three of us, I, I'm two years older than both of them. And so three of us would always, I would like direct a little show for us That's to put amazing. on for everybody. Uh, so one time it was a Christmas Carol, but we were all, all of the characters. Uh, and Or like we did a magic show. We did stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think there was a moment there before, before you went, maybe I'm good at this when you yeah. think like, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just fun. But I think, yeah. 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 And now you're looking back on it as, as an adult. Right. Um, and you know, as a, as a child, um, you may have no idea what you were doing. You didn't need permission from anybody to do things. Mm -hmm. But if you're like me, as you get older and, uh, I got about 40 years on you, I think. Um, you, you look back at, at, at those younger times with, with a different set of insights, right? Cause now you know how, the, where the story leads to looking back at it. Do you have a sense of what made you want to do magic shows and be, and tell stories so young and, and do those types of things? I, th I think, yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes I like overthink this and sometimes I try to be practical about it. And then other times I'm like, I was put on this planet to tell stories. Um, I think it's just, I love, I love people and I find people very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's where most of it stems from. Uh, yeah. Although I think also empathy is a muscle that you can choose to, you know, flex more as you get older or not. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, like, I think, you know, it's something that you build, but I think that interest as well, like people are just interesting. Um, the world is interesting. And I, I, yeah, I didn't think I liked horror when I was a kid, but now thank you. I'm like, literally like I was talking, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday. I was like, I literally wrote a mystery in like seventh grade, uh, where the two, <laughs> it was about this girl and they move into a new house and spooky things start happening because someone's living in their walls. <laughs> I was like, what was wrong with me? <laughs> Somebody checking um, on her. <laughs> yeah i wanted our house to be haunted really badly <laughs> oh, okay so so but but that doesn't just happen right what what and so what is it do you think that draws you to horror in that way and and and, and i get a sense you're drawn to a very specific type of horror right it's yeah. i don't get a sense yeah. it's you know, Jason in the woods, you know, chopping down virgins. Like you have a very specific type of horror you like. Um, yeah, what's the yeah. draw? Um, I think, yeah, there's that kid level and that adult level. And kid level is I love monsters. Uh, and in that like Guillermo del Toro way as well, too, where it's just like, I love, like, I don't know. Nobody loves them. Somebody should love them. They're interesting. They're cool. But then 
as an adult, like I love horror because I think it's one of the genres that is the easiest to speak metaphor into. Um, oh, right. Yeah. And like, I, I like don't really care about subtlety. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I do, but I think like, I really love when something is both literally happening and also a metaphor for what is literally happening. Well, like when both of those things are yeah. happening on the same level. Um, and I think horror lets you do that in a more visceral way than a lot of other genres. Um, and I think like, yeah, just like being faced with your own discomfort. Cause it's not just about like what's frightening or like what's, you know, scary. It's about what's different or outside the normal mm. or like focusing on those moments in your like actual life where you are paying attention to the world and you are looking at these things that are like moments that take you out of your everyday reality right right because that's what's special yep. and sometimes those moments are weird and sometimes they're uncomfortable and sometimes they're great so and i think it, none of this surprises me being a fan because i think one of the things that um i noticed is and I, this i'm the same way with science fiction and fantasy so i'm a big fi fantasy fan a big science fiction fan and a big horror fan what I don't yeah. like are science fiction shows, fantasy books, and horror movies. What I like are movies that use horror, Sci you know, yeah. right? books yes. that use science fiction to do exactly what you're talking about. So um, I think you and I are very much aligned in that, in that respect. Mm -hmm. Now, you are not the only person on this podcast. So the producer... Uh, no, this podcast would not exist without this other person. <laughs> the producer and editor of the Thin Places Radio is the performer, podcaster, artist, designer, and RPG actual play star, Caitlin Bruder. You can bet I'll be watching when I see her on an AP cast. She loves to explore storytelling, role-playing games, collaboration, folklore, and accessibility. Now, if you've seen Caitlin on an AP... Uh, you are only listening to her now, but I want you to know, as I was talking to Kristen, Caitlin was doing what I love of, that she does during APs, which she is completely engaged, totally re reacting, silently clapping. And it's one of the reasons, Caitlin, that I just can't get enough of your work. So, Caitlin, <laughs> welcome to the third floor. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. That's one one uh, uh, behind the scenes look for folks who, uh, yeah, I just am like this. Even though none of this is going to be streamed, you're not seeing my face at all. I'm just like this all the time. Well, and that's what I, <laughs> that's immediately what I realized as I was having the conversation. I'm like, oh, shit, she does this even when it's not recording the video. <laughs> I do this on phone calls, man. Like, I like this is. That's amazing. Uh, I'm just excited to be here. I'm just oh. happy. I'm just happy to be talking to people all the time. Oh, it's great. This is, this is good. This is good. So similar <laughs> thing. I want to get your origin story, but but a little bit different, right? Because your background mm -hmm. is a little bit different than Kristen. And the way I like to frame this for you is there was a point in your life where you knew nothing about grabbing a sheet of paper, writing down some numbers and some dice, and then pretending to be somebody else. And then it was put <laughs> in front of you for the first time. So Caitlin, can we go back there? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So oh, true RPG stuff like that, like a thing that is like actually a game with rules. I didn't know about RPGs until I was 20, 21, oh, wow. okay. maybe. Yeah. I did not know they, that was a thing really at all. Um, and a friend kind of put them on uh, my radar and I got involved in a game with now some of my, who are now my dearest friends. We all <laughs> kind of became a group, uh, a friend group because of that. Um, and we still, that was back in college. We still keep in touch. Uh, so yeah, it was not 
I mean, I've, I've not been doing like RPGs for that long, but uh, the anecdote I always I always love to tell is I think I was playing RPGs before I knew what an RPG was because my so? uh, like my childhood friends, uh, like my elementary school uh, buddies, all of us loved to tell stories. All of us loved to write. Um, and we used to do like regularly. We would have a, a sleepover party at one of our friends houses because she had the best basement um, and everybody would bring a notebook and pencils and pens and stuff. And we would go and together we would pick a genre and then all of us would make a character and then Get we the would try out. to tell a story about those characters in that genre and then we would take turns writing pages and we would stay up all night and do it so like as like 12 year olds we were doing we were playing we were playing gmless rpgs and we didn't know it um it's like, like basically and then, the forge in the basement yeah like <laughs> wild it's one of my and like some of my favorite memories of all time uh one of my my like I, i'm still close to to all pretty much all of them uh and some of us kind of, you know, when you go to college, you kind of split up just a little bit. But I found out. So one of the I was the maid of honor in her wedding. She's one of my best friends. Um, uh, we found we kind of reconnected kind of after college when we had more free time about it and found out that both of us had independently gotten into D&D um, and tabletop RPGs. And we were like, oh, my gosh, that's of course, of course we did. Like, and then thinking back, like, of course, of course we did. Uh, and I ended up running um, a one shot for her and her then fiance, now husband and a couple of their friends. And now that is a very good group of friends of mine. And we just kind of we would do one shots and, and play. Uh, everybody would take a turn running a game. And so it's just I don't know. I, I from a game from a publisher that someone made on purpose, maybe when I was 20, <laughs> in the spirit of it. Maybe when I was 10. <laughs> sure, sure. But So let's go back to when you were 20 then, right? So before mm. you, after you got done inventing storyteller games, um, <laughs> what was, what was that first game? So you sat down for the first time, there's rules. I was so nervous. Oh, I was so scared. I, uh, very nervous, uh, uh teen and young adults. I'm now, I think more of a fully formed human being and can manage my anxiety in different ways. Hooray for therapy and medication. But, uh, at, at like 20, I was in this game for the first time and I had only ever seen like other people play or like listened to people play. Right. Um, but I hadn't played before. And I had this character that I really love. She was a half elf cleric named Laura Beliadon. And I love her so very, very <laughs> much. She was so scrappy. She had, she uh, shaved her head, uh, and was like grungy, dirty, nasty, loved her so much. Um, but I was so terrified to like play a character, which is so funny. Like I had done theater, like I had done right. like plays and stuff. I'd been in like seven musicals or something, varying degrees of like role to chorus or whatever. But coming in and being like, oh, I have to make up the words now. And like, I remember being so scared to do a voice. Like I had one, like I remember practicing it. I made a little character playlist and I was like to get like in the zone to play yeah. the little cleric Lura. And then like I practiced the voice in my dorm room and then we went to go play and i would be like um uh i mm, yes i i would like to do the mission too like i was so I, oh, I was so scared to do voices and now i'm like i don't maybe do accents quite so much but i'm like sure. oh yeah absolutely i'll put on a fun weird voice yeah i'll be a, a grouchy little teenager hell yeah i'll be a weird old man are we allowed to swear i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good you're good you're uh, so here's the question then is is what what, what door opened right so there was you were in one room and you had this anxiety and you were nervous about writing real time, using voices real time. And then 
practice, I think. And then I started jamming. <laughs> I can't be, I can't, I can't be that nervous when I'm jamming. I got, I just got to pull some voices out. Got to pull some characters out. I do like, I kind of figure out a, a prep way, a way of prepping for games that like made me feel comfortable doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just kind of started running from there. And now I, I don't jam. Uh, I haven't jammed a ton, especially compared to how much I've played. But like now I'm, I'm trying to jam a lot more because it makes you so much better. I just like talking in general, like it's at improv. But like as a player, I feel like jamming makes me a better player. No question. Yeah, I could not could not agree more. Now, there's people listening that um, made up stories when they were a kid and found RPGs in their early 20s. What they didn't do is get on camera and stream so that hundreds, maybe thousands of people could watch them do it. So when did that first happen? When did you first get involved with sharing your hobby that way? Man, that, so I would have been on my first streamed game 2019 ish. So a couple years later, um, and that was just a one shot. So I did uh, art for Mull Kids uh, by uh, Matthew Gravel, and I did the covers for all of those. And uh, uh, Jess uh, Gojeji, uh, uh, Fawn and Games now, as I think that as I think they're at, um, uh, hosted us. Had a, had a, like a for like promo for the Zine Quest, like uh, Kickstarter and stuff. We came on and we played. I think two or three times they hosted us uh, and was like, "Well, Matthew, come on. Do you want anyone else to be on?" And he was like, "Obviously, Caitlin's going to come be on." And I was like, "Oh no." So I suddenly am nervous again. Like, I don't, don't, don't know. I don't know how to do it. And like you when you listen to people like play games and like watch even just like watching movies and stuff like you or maybe maybe that's not common, but like imagining being part of something, like yep. even if it's not like a an active like I would like to do this, like you have like moments of like, oh, if I were there, I would if you know, if I would do this, I would it would we would like I would pitch this. The rules would be that like I would let that happen. I wouldn't let that that sort of a thing. And so like you always kind of have those like in the back of your head. But then like actually being like, oh, oh, I did that. Like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I do. I, like I can't maybe I kind of had said like, oh, I'd love to do that at some point. But then like oh, I am capable of doing that. And I had already been streaming just like, so I guess that probably had a lot to do. Like I was already streaming like on my own channel. I streamed art um, and occasional games, but my setup was not, was not optimized for that. So I mostly just stuck to drawing and chatting. So I kind of had some familiarity and like comfortability being on camera. Um, And then I had done that one shot. And then in 2020, I started, I was on a campaign for the first time, like a streamed campaign. Um, and it was remote, but it was remote before stuff shut down. So we were like, we were planning for that. We were a little ahead of the curve, but uh, it, uh, yeah, that was the first like long form. And from there, I was like, I want to do as much of this as possible. Actually, this is so fun. <laughs> it, it is a ton of fun. Now, uh, let's pretend uh, I watched your most recent stream. And then I went back and found that 2019 stream. What's changed? So in the several years now that you have been playing, on camera, what, what would I see that's different between those two streams? Camera quality, for sure. Um, <laughs> I've updated my streaming setup. Um, it is um, much better. I know how to use OBS now. Um, you know, it would definitely be confidence. It is yeah. definitely, there's a comfortability I never would have had before. And like I said, like I joked earlier, therapy, yes. Like, like comfortability growing and like learning, but like also like as a person, I have become more comfortable in like my regular life. Um, and I have become more comfortable with like the work that I do and like just being a person who exists in a creative space and just 
kind of making my own little like niche and like playing with people who make me comfortable and just like yeah like from the first one I was playing with strangers and like now I play with people I've been playing with for a while and like yeah. know the play style so like that's there's just there's lots of elements but it's definitely confidence and like comfortability for sure very cool so now that's the one thing that I mentioned that you do that not everybody else does here's another one so there's a lot of people that find role-playing games and they enjoy running them they enjoy playing in them, but most of them don't create beyond the table. And you have also designed games. So I'd like to get a little sense of what what made you go, I think I want to make something for other people to play. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I loved like GMing already, just like making your own world and stuff. Already there's a there's an essence of that. There's the like, even if you're not making the system, like you're making something for other people to to play in. Um, and that's always been super fun. And then God, a while, like a while ago, I just kind of had the thought, I was like, I would love to play. This is so it's, it's directly specifically the movie The Old Guard, which I have seen. 20, 30 times, like in a, a, a ridiculous amount of times, just because I adore it. It's great. I love action movies. I also love swords and women kicking the shit out of each other. Amazing. Absolutely. It's a great movie. Um, but I was like, I had the thought, I was like, oh, I would love to play a old guard-esque campaign. Mm -hmm. I think that would be so cool. And then I had been like, like, oh, what systems could be modified to like support immortality? Like, what could what could and I kind of was going back and forth and I kept being like oh well at this point if I'm doing this and this to make this happen this is no longer the original system this is not even like and then I was like well what, why don't I just make it <laughs> what if I why don't I just why don't I just make my own thing that supports it instead of having to like this but or this and to make right. this work or whatever and so yeah it was just like I want this thing I want to do this thing I would like this thing to exist nothing supports that oh, I guess I, I guess I could do that. And so I kind of started brainstorming what a, a my ideal system, even like with the immortality, like whatever, but my ideal system, something that is like basic supports character connection and, and growth and like is the, the mechanics are simple and there's not a ton of add. It's just to facilitate the story. And so that's kind of what I started doing. And it's it's been on and off and, 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 and I've got stuff. I've played it a bunch of times with folks and uh it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I, it's, it's just being able to be like, oh, I want this to happen. And so I did. And then I kind of realized I could just keep doing that at one point. I was like, oh, I could just do another one. I could just do that. I could just make a little, I could just make a little hack of a game for my friends yeah. so we could play a little, I could just take the game and make a little, uh, just little adjustments. It's just for my friends and just kind of started, kept doing that <laughs> once I started. Caitlin is truly the most, um, Oh, we could just, I could just do this person I've met in my whole life. <laughs> That's got to be inspiring for you, though. It's good to have somebody like that in your yeah, life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really easy for, and and I have a feeling I'm more like you, Kristen. I want to be more like Caitlin in that respect, because like, like I've got this weird thing in my head where it's just like, I need permission from somebody. Will somebody tell me that's okay? And like, my wife is like, no, nah, we're just going to go and do that. I'm like, oh, okay. That sounds cool. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, do it. That's it's, great. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. So guys, the Insider Insights series allows me to sit down with designers, developers, artists, writers, and creators and learn how they approach their work. I try to understand their process, inspiration, and methods for crafting their creations. We're going to do a lot more of that uh, with Caitlin and Kristen on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Caitlin. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You like science fiction, right? You love playing games, maybe even role-playing games. But what if you can't get your friends together for a game night? If you love games like Mothership or Orbital Blues, check out Dead Belt, a card-based space western solo strategy RPG about skillful and desperate scavengers picking over the remains of junked starships in hopes of a juicy payday. In it, you deal with lurking dangers, push your luck, and walk away with enough cred to keep on flying. Of course, you might get eaten by lurking aliens, or run afoul of rival scavengers, or face the murderous ghosts of long-dead spacers. No one said life in the dead belt was going to be easy. For more information on this and all of Sean and Abby Drake's games, swing over to acoupleofdrakes.com. The link's in the show notes. So you, I, like I said, um, I've listened to every episode and I've promised not to keep the two of them here long. So I don't hold up the next one, but, um, <laughs> there, there was just so much happening guys. Um, and you, I think you're the second time I've had podcasters on here. Cause mostly it's a lot of game designers and things like that, but there was, there's, there's something going on here. We're going to figure out what it is. Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> we're going to break this down. So let's start off with, I now basically understand what Kristen was doing when she was 12. I know what you were doing when you were 20, Caitlin. What I don't know is how the two of you found each other. So let's start there. <laughs> Where do we start with this? Uh, I, I feel like my origin story with so many people is like, so they many made the a most thing and then I drew a thing for it. Yeah. 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 What? Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> good i would say I, I i like so many people that i know and work with now like it's because they made something and then i drew something about it and now they're my best friend so like i don't know why that's been my pipeline but it's <laughs> no i don't know so so all right so Kristen, what did you make and what did she draw yeah <laughs> oh god like what what <laughs> I don't know what it specifically was, but it must have been. It was probably one of the comics. Yeah, I think it, it was, was for sure one of the comics, the right? Social media thing that I made. <laughs> social media AU. You don't have to, if you don't want if you don't want to divulge. You don't have to. I if you don't want people, if you, I just like if you don't want people to go back to the like old accounts or anything, it's up to you. <laughs> um, I, well, well, all right, so let me re, let me reframe this then, Kristen. Let me reframe this, right? So you you make something, right? And it's and. and there's different types of ways of finding out people enjoy what you make, right? One is like, Hey, that's so great. You know, the, the, the 90% of the people that enjoy what you make will never say shit. 
Uh, the people who don't like what you make will make sure you know about that, right? But the 90% of the people that enjoy it will never say anything. Then there's a small percentage of people that are kind enough to send you a note, leave a comment and things like that. And I keep saying this on this podcast, guys, if you enjoy something, tell the people that are making it, you enjoy it. You don't know what impact that has. It has a huge impact. Yeah. But for someone to then exercise creativity based off of something you made, I mean, that's got to be like next level, right? Yeah, I think because I think it was I wrote a scene where <laughs> it was a romantic scene where one character let another character's hand on fire. Um, but like in like, <laughs> you, have you, you forget the, the that you did that like a yeah in a, in like a chemistry class where you like put the yes the you put like alcohol a, in your hand and light it yeah, and it's like an experiment that you can do right. Um, yes, and it was <laughs> I think that was the scene yeah. I don't remember, but just like, I just love talking to people. <laughs> so we just started chatting about stuff. Yeah. I think, I think it's just when you have a, a like a creative, like kind of same wavelength and we yeah. were like, oh yes, yeah. hello. We are shaking hands now. This is, we're, we're buddies. This was, oh God, this must've been like 2020. I was going to say probably 2021, 2020-ish, at least when we became aware of each yeah. other. Yes. Yes. And I think we probably started talking more in end of 2020 probably yeah within the past three years we we haven't know we've only known each other for like three years That's two crazy. years maybe it's just the beginning of 2023 oh gosh oh, it's crazy. we've only met in person twice but it feels like i've known you for like i know it's weird the, the first time we met it was like i drove down because you were like a couple hours south of me for a wedding or something and so i was like wedding. that same cousin actually uh got married in Moine. yeah <laughs> And so, and that's like, what, two and a half hours for me? I was like, yeah, I'll come down and say hi. And you were like miserable or something. You were like mad about something or it was, no, you were, you weren't, you were just tired. I was just recovering from surgery. Surgery. That's what it was. I I was was like excited to be at this wedding. I was not feeling well. (laughs) You were, yeah, not feeling well. You just had surgery. And so I was like, oh my gosh. I just had surgery like a month before, I think. Yeah. This, yeah. Cause that was, yeah. You you had to go stand at a wedding. Yeah, then I had to stand up and be in the wedding. Yeah, yeah, and so I was like, "I'll just come down and visit." Like, I'll, I'll, I'll. That's a day trip. That's not, that's not horrible. Um, and so I went down and, and visited. And after we left, I was like, "I feel like that should have been more dramatic." Yeah, but yeah. it like literally just feels like I'll see you next Tuesday. Like, I'll. Be- Isn't that funny? Well, that's when we yeah. set the launch date too. Oh, that is. That's when we set the TPR launch date. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. So now you're fast forwarding on me. I'm not there yet. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get your own podcast. Um, <laughs> all, right, all right. We'll work on that. We got it. <laughs> I want to go back before then, right? So for you guys to already get to a launch date, that means that there had to have been conversations that had that happened before. And does the, does it start with, I want to, I want to make something with you or does one of you say something and the next person says the next thing? Like if I go, I'm, I go to the Thin Places Radio Museum and I'm going to go to the first exhibit. What's the first exhibit? This is Kit. Kit, you got to, yeah, this is, that's yeah. you. I think the first exhibit, this was back in, I think 2018 or 2019 that I actually had this idea for this concept of it to be like, I would, I wish I was some sort of weird late night radio host that could talk to people about their problems. But what if those problems then were like kind of supernatural, kind of out of the ordinary? Um, So I started, this was like all I had the capacity to do at that point because I didn't, you know, I was like, I I remember I was thinking, I was like, this would be such a great podcast, but I can't, I don't have the capability (laughs) to do that. Um, But I I set up 
Was this like a while you were like a downtime or like a, a during a recovery time thing? Or am I misremembering that? I'm always recovering from something. That's, <laughs> I guess that's fair. That's fair. Just, that's fair. I don't think it was specifically. I don't know. But I just I, I made I it like too. a blog on Tumblr. Um, right. So people sent in asks, uh, some pictures. Uh, and then I set up a phone number as well. I set up a Google voice number so people could call and leave little voicemails. And I got a handful of them. I got maybe three or four, but then it kind of petered out. I had other stuff that was going on and, you know, I didn't really, I was like, wow, I would love to get this to like more people, but I don't really know how to do that. I don't think the blog format is working as well. And that was it. Like for, that's the last I thought about it for years, like three, three years, four years. Um, (laughs) So in the midst of it, it it sounds like it was one 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 of many ideas, right? Um, uh, you're a creative person, and I'm sure new ideas are happening all the time. But but it and it sounds like you put it down for a little while too. Um, it did, yeah, yeah. What brought it back? How did <laughs> that it come was alive Gaelic. again? <laughs> I think I don't remember. It's, I think you said something offhand, like if anybody. Did, was it about a podcast specifically or just creative projects? It or was, we were talking say? about, uh, I think I did kind of say like, yeah, talking about creative projects. Like if anyone needs a hand with anything, like I just, yeah, I like, love oh, to I do love stuff. To help. Yeah. But I think you and I specifically were talking, like we were specifically texting about like burnout and like mm. talking about like projects stalling out and like feeling kind of sick of stuff. And I think I was doing my little hype man routine that I do you're so 23 <laughs> of 24 hours um well i was like okay well forget the stuff you're supposed to be doing what stuff that you've done that you've enjoyed like what stuff that you look yeah. at and like love and you pulled tpr out of nowhere you p- gave me this link i know i was like i made this blog forever ago yeah and you just sent it to me like oh yeah like this is just like a nothing thing like it wasn't going to alter the course of my life for the next whatever i was like this is june by the way june 2022 yeah um and and i was at my grandmother's house on my way home from camping i was staying there for a few days it's like three in the morning and like we're messaging and i went and looked through it i look i scrolled for five minutes and i still have screenshots of these messages where i came back to you and i was like kid like this is something yeah Kit, I feel like my brain just got struck by lightning. This should be a podcast. And you were like, ha, yeah, I always kind of thought so too. I, know, and I was like, no, yeah. no, no, Kit, Kit, you don't I understand. Like right now. Can we make this a podcast? Can can we make this a podcast? And I was like, hold on. And you were like, oh my God, are you serious? I was like, yes, yes, absolutely. Give me a second. I came back 20 minutes later with an episode structure pitch. And like, set, like I was like, like, what, please, please, can we put together a concept episode? Like, I will do it. I will, I will do the edit. Like, just have do the recording. The because you, like, yeah, yeah. You had the voicemails, everything, and the voicemails that kid uh, she didn't say before is the kid the 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 voicemails that she had from the original book. She still had them, and some of them were from friends of hers. And wow. the episode, the first episode, the pilot episode, that is a voicemail from one of Kit's friends from the original blog back in 2019. My dear so we used Jimmy. that for a concept episode. Kind of refined it, re-recorded, and that's yeah, that is like a that's a historical <laughs> that's a historical <laughs> artifact for for CPR. Yeah, because I think yeah, because I was like, I want the voicemails to feel central, and I think I also <laughs> I don't remember if I came up with the locations or you. I th- I think I, I think I had location voicemails, but I think you had something strange, and then you were like, you need more at the end here too, and yeah, and we workshopped. I think the structure I think you of it. closing thoughts essentially. Yeah. 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 So I want, I want to go from the first take on the pilot 
to what became the first episode. And, and there's a gap there. Right. Um, and what happened in that gap? So what were things that you that I that I heard again? Right. If I were to hear that unreleased episode to what was released and and what was added, what was dropped? Let's start with what what was there at the very beginning and has stayed. Most of a it. A lot I of think it. We yeah. changed almost all of it. Yeah, the only thing we changed, I mean, we, we re-recorded because that was just like you on your computer just so I could show you what, what I was envisioning. Which is um, crazy because I feel like, yeah, when I recorded it, I was just like, oh, I don't know if that was any good. Like, I don't know if my writing was dumb. And then you made that rough cut and added like some a couple of sound effects, not like a full thing, but added like a couple of things. And I remember being like, this sounds like a real thing. <laughs> and I was like, it is you. I was like, I need you. I was like, you're you're so far away from me, but I am shaking you by the lapels trying to tell you that this is something. This is so good. It is everything. And oh <laughs> my, my God. Yeah. I think the only thing we changed, um, like a punchline to something and then yeah, we changed, I I changed part of the something strange which yeah we changed the wording on the something strange and then at the very end uh or no at the very beginning i'm coming to you live from my studio or like the what was it the the gas is, or the car is idling the gas is pumping and you're like wait i don't want someone to blow up their car her car's that, gonna blow yes, up i did the original line was the car is idling the gas is pumping then i sat there and i'm like her car is blowing up this car is gonna <laughs> explode so uh, we, we changed so it was like a little bit of script um we had uh, just I found some some just miscellaneous tracks on Freesound just to like have placeholders. So that's that's different. We we commissioned artists. The biggest change is the music that we got. It's incredible. Which, it really yeah, is. literally. Oh my gosh. Okay. I okay. Miles Morkery, Sophia Rana, heroes. A magic. That was magic. Honestly, when it came in, like. Because they both sent it within like twenty four hours of each other. The day, the same day. The same day, they both sent their drafts. Yeah, after a couple of months, and we talked to them separately or whatever. Yeah, and we did. I had made like this insane, like annotated playlist. Like, I'm so sorry, Miles. Miles. Shout out to yeah, Miles. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truly, because I was like, okay, like just truly nightmarish. Um, yeah, we went back and forth with Miles like a thousand times, trying to be like, sorry, sorry, Miles, it's not it yet, but it's so. It, this is so good, but it's not it. I'm so sorry. And they were like, yeah, no worries, we'll scrap it and go start again. And then the next thing they brought us was a beautiful, amazing. And we're like, Miles, we love you so much. And we're like, but it's almost oh, missing something, whatever. And we finally got to the end, and like that's that's when I made the plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the day they came in. They were like, oh, we were like, oh, this is. Oh, this is the one. This yeah, is it. Yeah. We added like some light interference on it, just like that. That the interference, and then I think the the missing link for me was that like bluesy like guitar, was the electric guitar. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yes. like that. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what we were missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. It was the Americana that you needed. And so we had gone through it just in juxtaposition. We had gone through all of these iterations with Miles, who adore literally the best song of all time. We talk, we joke all the time about how we're just like we just like jam out to literally the, to we the do theme all the time, um, and. Uh, by contrast, uh, uh, Sophia Rana, Rana is is her stage name. Um, it, I kind of was like, "Hey, I, I, I was on my way home from something," and, and she's. Uh, I think uh, from the from where. Oh no, it was from the car. So I was going to say, I think we talked to her on the way home from. No, yeah, this is from. This was from. Yeah, when I was in Indiana. Yeah, yeah, and, and she's the partner of one of my good friends, and I was meeting her for the first time. I was so delighted, so charming, and we were kind of talking about music and then chatting a little bit about TPR because it was like in process this was august uh and he was like well if you ever need any other music like let me know i i i'm doing music production and i was like we need an in- we need an internal track we do need it in- we're talking to someone about the the uh intro and outro we need an internal track send me your info 
we'll talk. And so I, I, we've been t- I texted with her and I was like, here's kind of the vibe. This is kind of what we're going for. We made separate, both of them got separate playlists um, of like things and like vibes. Um, Sophia came back to us with the draft the same day Miles got us the, the final, like essentially the draft. And it they came amazing. in and both yeah. of them were perfect. It was the same day. And they both, this was over like months of, of like, like two or three months of work. And they came in at the same day, the perfect, the perfection. I was like, this, we say all the time, TPR is magic. Yeah. <laughs> I say it all the time. TPR <laughs> is <do>. magic. <laughs> you remind me. <laughs> I think that, no, I think that was when it started feeling like really real. Cause we've been talking a lot about the plot and like the characters because they we, have a character <laughs> um so you found the list mm-hmm. what is it i want to hear it Tell me the okay list. so i have kind of just basically the project details what we were initially pitching for what like we kind of thought about the length and everything um and then this was so this would have been pre-pilot but post concept episode um and i have written uh, it's a sort of paranormal-leaning magical realism and vibes. My pitch for the tone is that it's whimsically odd and a little unsettling, but in a lovingly earnest way. It's about existing in a liminal, existing in liminal and ephemeral spaces, but being connected to others despite it. Um, and then I kind of sent a bunch of like I have like a word mood board from our things that we said a lot in development, which was I just kind of started. It was so <laughs> it's just a bunch of words: uh, ephemeral oddities. Liminal, neon, radio connection, synths, 4 a.m., premonition, wistful, earnest, broadcast, crossroads, static, night drive, whimsical, unsettled. I think I said whimsical twice. Uh, uh, <laughs> traversing spaces, lost, lonely, love. Um, and then I had kind of our early design stuff. I sent a few instrumentals that uh, kind of have the same emotional weight to it. And then I sent our concept episode. Uh, and I said, I think overall we're looking for a poignant instrumental to be sort of an emotional touchstone in the episodes. There's no uh, key gear signature or anything that we need. So it's totally in your hands. Do what you see fit. Oh, that's um, cool. So that was, yeah, that was that was the pitch. And I think I think later we must have, I think we came back later with searching. I think they. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. for Sophia. Yeah. That was for Sophia. Yeah. So this this was um, this was, I think, for Sophia. Uh, I had a slightly different one for Miles that I think was different miles had their own um but yeah this was so this was for i think i had put in afterwards searching it wasn't in this document but i did tell them uh later tell her later searching um yeah so that was that was what we had initially sent to sent to our the, the internal tracks so that's umid uh, it's by rana well i've got so many questions um so sorry i just needed to shout out our musicians are amazing oh, and i no, love no, them no. That's, so that's where much. my first question is so you <laughs> you 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 quickly passed by but you said you know i i, I told her about the vibe Right. Mm-hmm. And then from that, she comes back. First take. Nailed it. Right. Yeah. What was the vibe? So I what have did another you playlist. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got the. Yeah. Um, what searching? Searching is the word that we use in the transcripts to describe yeah. it. But I think and we said like X-Files. We said. I think that was one. Well, that was, I think you gave that to Miles. I, did I don't give think that X-Files. Miles. I don't think X-Files oh, went to, to Sophia. Sophia. Let me yeah. look. I actually I have our probably uh, have the musician email. brief. I have our musician yeah. briefs still. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it was the other email. But yeah, it was it was something to the effect of like searching, mm-hmm. kind of like unsettling. Um, and she came back and said something to the effect of like, oh yeah, I was kind of aiming for like 3 a.m. in a parking lot uh, with your like friends. Vibe. And are, I was yes. like, we immediately were like, you got it. <laughs> like you know exactly what we're looking for. It's yeah. And my, Miles got Miles got kind of a beat down from us a little bit, being like back and forth. I felt like, so bad going back and forth so many times. But and and truly, I felt like I felt like I was like being a, like I'd lost it. But I was just like, here's an annotated playlist. I'm so sorry. 
and then and then they got it. It was it was just after you sent that the annotated playlist. It was perfect. It was exactly so. You well, because I realized we were we were talking in different languages to each other. Yes, right. Because mm-hmm. I was describing things that just sounded like. They made absolutely no sense. I was like, you know that feeling when you're like, <laughs> when you're like going on a road trip through places where other people have died and you know that that's happened and you know terrible things have happened on this ground, historically speaking, but you still have to live here because also like where you grew up and then like, you know, like I, they were like, what? what? <laughs> Yeah, they were trying so hard and they would get us something and they're like, this? And we're like, this is beautiful. No, we're so sorry. We'll try again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 In their defense, it's it's incredibly unique, right? Where you ended up is is truly unique, which is why I flipped out um, when I when I when I realized. No, I I truly (laughs) like I blame me for being not making sense. (laughs) Like 100%. But but Kit, here's the thing. It does make sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I'm trying. This is hard for me to, to, to phrase. So be patient with me. Sure. I struggle describing your podcast. And that's mm-hmm. a compliment. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, so it, it is. And what I end up telling people as I'm, you know, on the mount preaching to the to the, <laughs> to the, uh, uh, the, uh, the unbelievers <laughs> is I say it, there's there's this comforting thing that if I let's pretend I didn't speak English, I could listen to your podcast and go, this podcast makes me warm, right? Like, like it feels, it feels like I know this person. It feels like, um, they're here to just make things feel better. Right. But I do speak English and (laughs) the words and the stories are very unsettling, but they're not presented as being opposed to each other. And that is something I am not figured out yet, which is <laughs> where Kit does it like, was this what you heard when you were writing the blog? Yeah, well, I, I think like it. <laughs> it's, I think it's also just something that is very interesting to me and like something that I really enjoy is like, that I mean, it's like that is what the uncanny is, is like when you find something familiar that you shouldn't find familiar. And then when you find something unfamiliar, that you should find familiar. But I feel like it's that. But to the side. Mm. So it's like when you Episode find something two. comforting, you. Yeah, <laughs> I did put that in. when you find something comforting that <laughs> shouldn't be comforting or like when you see like you find recognition in something that is upsetting or unsettling. Um, yeah, I just like it. <laughs> But also, yeah, I think, yeah, I think people have really picked up on the wavelength, which is nice in the voicemails because like, it's really, I do consider each of them like a little poem, right? And then I get Mm -hmm. to, yeah, it's like, it. I mean, you know, something like an RPG is collaborative storytelling. And this is a little bit that too, like to me, because like Mm -hmm. I am taking my cues from these people. And then also I think the thing as well as I am keeping in mind where I'm like, I am, I, I am writing short fiction here, right? I am writing short stories, but at the same time, I am answering these people as if they are real people really coming to Mm -hmm. me with a problem because otherwise I don't think it would feel as, it, it would feel more disingenuous, I think, but it's just mm-hmm. like, I want to keep in mind 
for each episode that it's like, this is somebody who needs some advice or some company, right? Like that even if, you know, I mean, some of the stories are real, some of them are not, which is what I find really fascinating about the voicemails. But um, yeah, I think just coming to those people, like this is a person and like the host is very much a very, like she's a, I know a lot about her as a character. And so like Mm -hmm. then embodying that to answer them. Yeah, I think I've now not answered the question that you asked. But no, it's great. No, you have. You good. have. You've helped. You've helped me a ton. It. Um, so there's another episode that has not been talked about between the two of you yet. It's, it's one that will be released someday. And is that episode going to start with you going through the voicemails and saying, "I think I want to do an episode with this in the center," or are there some ideas that you've got? posted somewhere and you you pull them down and find voicemails that'll meld with it like give me an idea of the process a little bit of everything it's mostly kit though i have uh yeah (laughs) well right now i have mapped out until episode 27 um which means so yeah every so often i do go through episode 28 then (laughs) perfect do do you understand what i'm saying though right Yeah, yeah 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 So yes, okay. Well, for 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 your knowledge, we don't. None of those are like written. We just no, kind of, and I barely know what any of those are going to be about. No, no, I just no, know what voicemails yeah, are. Yeah. Right. So just I for want, for your. That's yeah. why I want to talk about twenty eight, yes, okay. right? Because cool. that hasn't happened yet. So I want to get a sense of when will twenty eight start to form, and 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 where will be the grab? <laughs> the week before. No. <laughs> um, just kidding. Well, when you get a voicemail, when we get a voicemail that like, ooh, like that's mm. you know, even if even if the voicemail itself is like chill or like earnest or not that like emotional or anything if if kit finds something something, in it that is like which she does for every there's that's the thing that comes through i think at least from my point of view in every episode is when kit finds the kernel and then like grows a garden out of it like for each episode and and that's what happens is you do it's every every single episode is that's what it is like you take a little story whether or not it's someone's real truth or a story they wrote for us that's none of our business but Mm -hmm. you respond to it earnestly and you find the piece of it that can be extrapolated on and can grow into this poem uh, which like you said it's a collaborative little story it's it's yeah they they give you a story and you feed it back out and then that is going to inspire someone else to come back in so it is a conversation even if it isn't between two people back and forth it's between the host and everyone who listens and so it's i don't know it's such a fascinating little like collection of of a, of a story and you know it's yeah. a conversation between multiple people and the host in a very odd way so yeah we do we do start with the voicemails and so mm-hmm. whenever we get in we, we so i listen whenever i get like a new like whenever we get a new one we listen but like um and then i like add it to like my long list we have like a cat like a spreadsheet um so google drive our google drive is immaculate it's beautiful there's spreadsheets there's folders it's perfect <laughs> it's beautiful. um yeah. And so we'll add it to the spreadsheet and then, you know, but then, yeah. So from there, I think, so I'll put it maybe in a, in a list in the docket um, of like where it's going to come maybe. And do then you tag it? what do you do? No. So I have just like a one note note that has every episode in it. It's just like a truly just a list. And so it says mm-hmm. the number, the person who left the voicemail, what the voicemail was about. And then the, location I want to pair with it if so that's the next step because I don't have that I only have up for the next two episodes um right but 
that is like not a science that's more of just it's vibes, uh, it's vibes. Fine. so then I, yeah i'm like uh yeah and this, this sometimes i'll talk through but uh i never want to be too on the nose with picking the same thing for both of them um unless it's for a purpose and so mm-hmm. like episode 15 or so that's this week's episode 14 um I had a haunted house graveyard and that's, I think we, that yeah. was the most like on the nose, but it was for a purpose. It, because felt, it felt correct though. She was going through some shit. And she, it's it's she's going, yeah. The host has her plot. She's had just a emo up. moment. I do have kind of, yeah, we, there is kind of, we do kind of have a plot. <laughs> it's appeared. We do. Um, there's a plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I so, can smell it as a listener and I love yeah. that you're not being on the nose about it. It's, yeah. it's it, very cool. That, Keep going. Yeah, I know that that just feels a little yeah, that that would feel a little too forced for me. Um so I always want to pick something that pulls out something new out of the voicemail because mm-hmm. yeah, because the location is never quite tied to the voicemail, but then the ending segment will have something from the location and something from the voicemail to pull everything back together. And so I want something that's going to make a really interesting mix of those things. Um like I mean, again, that's kind of the point of like, I keep calling it a poem. I don't quite think of it as that, but sometimes, but that's with poetry. You want, you want strange collocations of words, right? You want words that don't usually go together to put up next to each other. Um, Yeah. So I think just. The analogy that Caitlin used struck with me, which was the garden. Um, That's nice. And, and I, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, Kit, um, you're really, really good at this. And I want to tell you how good you are oh. at this. Not that you need me to tell you that, but. Um, I can't hurt. She doesn't. Everyone should. Everyone everyone should tell her how good it is. Full, full confession. I thought you wrote the voicemails until about episode five. Oh, man. <laughs> no. It, it wasn't until We've about episode a single one. five or six that I went, oh, shit. I think these are like actual people calling in. I thought that you just had friends reading what you wrote because it all works together really well. And Caitlin, your analogy helps me understand that, right? Where we plant this voicemail and then, you know, Kit tends it and then grows around it. And it's why Mm -hmm. it all feels so tied to each other. Um, It's pretty cool. The voicemail has always been the central. That was one of the first things we talked about was like the the pedestal. Yeah, that was one of the first things I said as I wanted that to be. Yeah. Yeah, like like the host has got stuff going on and we'll find that. But like <laughs> first and foremost, like we're, we're going to be responding to people like it's going to be people can call and say whatever they want. And like a lot of them are the first ones. A lot of them are friends of ours because we're like, hey, someone call in and populate the first part of the show before while we get people. Yeah, invested. we needed some to like start out. But but it's not like we told them what to call about. It was more no, just no like way, if yeah. you have a weird story, like call so we can get some of a backlog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we sent I think we showed a bunch of friends the concept episode and was like, hey, here's a number. Uh, let us know what you'd like to give us some give us some stuff to work with. And they did. And so it's I don't know, it's so lovely. And especially talking about the collaborative standpoint on like on that front is like uh, it feels like such a like a, a package of love with our friends. Like there are definitely there are people we don't know who have called, yep. which is amazing. It's always so exciting. We're like, oh, we don't know this number. Okay, like, yeah, and also amazing. the fourth episode with oh, oh right. we don't know who that person was, and that was before no, we, we no idea any social media before we like we didn't release. We didn't release the number publicly. We had a friend. We had a couple friends. <laughs> so the the ghost dog story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ghost dog. Because we were building our, because we were like, yeah, like no idea who that. We still have no idea who that was. 
Yeah, I still don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I could ask, but I like I like keeping the mystery alive. We sent some friends that we're like, hey, we need just some. Yeah, it's good. We never asked. We're like, hey, we need some friends to like call in because I was making the trailer, um, which was just like we had some full voicemails that I would be able to pull some. But I was like, I need some more greetings and some more whatever. So I'm like, just call and start talking and I'll pull stuff. Um, and in the middle of that, we got a call about a ghost dog. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, hey, dude, I, re- I assumed I it was your friend. Most- yeah. Yeah, I was like, I asked you, I was like, hey, did you know who this was, by the way? And you were like, no, yeah. do you? <laughs> and so this was like before the show even launched. This was like pre-trailer stuff. Isn't we have no I- we have no idea who it was still. And they gave us a, a I mean, people are allowed to give us whatever name. That's but, but it's nowhere before. It's, no, we don't need to know. It's OK. I also left one about moth, a Mothman sighting that we haven't used yet. But I'm just like, oh, yeah, this, I just, really it's good. so sweet. I just it's really cool like to have to have friends and strangers like to come together to like help us tell stories and like yep. to to be able to put their voice. I remember putting the trailer out for some of our friends and they're like, that's me. Like, oh, I hear whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's like that's that's also so good. It's like it's even if you're not someone we know, like you get to hear yourself like that is that is your voice. And we have some concepts because I, I had someone reply to a TikTok. I've been trying to make videos of, of like sound That's clips. That's your too, domain. And was like, <laughs> yeah, they had a They had a, like a they had told me a story in the comments of the TikTok. And I was like, oh, you should call in and tell us about it. And they were like, oh, no, no, I, I don't really like the sound of my voice. Um, But I wanted to tell you anyways. And I was like, oh, that's cool I mean, that? that's. That's yeah. really cool. That's and that's so true. And and also, so now I'm kind of working on. Um, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna try to set something up that people can. I have to figure out how many words a, a text to voice uh, kind of thing can do in under two minutes. Um, and we'll set up a word limit and let folks like type a whatever story in however many words or less. Uh, and we will put it as a as a robot voice for them because you don't have to. Yeah. I think also something that's special about like the voicemails is just like I think. This is like I wanted to have a space for people to tell stories that they've always want to tell, but feel like they don't ever have room to. Because I think like the specific thing of like, what's something like what's some glitch in your everyday life that you still think about? What is something strange that's happened to you? Like, I think everybody has at least one of those stories. And it's just like I, I like asking people what they are because it's like you always get something really interesting back. And then it always like teaches you something new about that person. And so, yeah, that's I think. Yeah, for the voicemails when we're picking them, I think we sometimes, not always, will tend to go towards more like with like a question embedded into it. Just Mm -hmm. that's more of the spirit of the show. It makes it easier to find a way into it. But yeah, sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's sometimes they're just like it's just it's just vibes. You're like great, awesome. What do you think about that? And I'm like plenty, (laughs) plenty. Let's do it. It's really fun. We've had. I love some some folks have gotten like got get skittish about like repeat calling and i'm like no call I'm like, as many want. times yeah. we love it one of my friends uh, who, who called in for the, the pigeon the the passenger pigeon episode was my my dear friend remy hi remy love you uh it was uh, ca- called in a couple times and that episode was supposed to be a different voicemail of his um and like last minute you were like he called in again he called in again and it's so good and i need to i we have to do it and i was like then do it switch just switch it out she was like okay okay let's do it because it, it's Ooh, it's it's amazing. You'll always find something in, in being able to shuffle them around because they are really just like living pieces until we put the episode out. Things can shuffle as we go. And that's that's really fun. It feels like it's breathing. It's such a mm. like it's such a living show with the things we put into it and the people calling in and stuff. It's so and it cool. is almost like a pacing thing as well, where I yes. do want like I, I want them to be in conversation with each other as well. And so, yeah, I do. I do shuffle it around to last minute sometimes. 
but it can't ever be too last minute because I'm not sure that this is something that people have noticed, but I do always. Um, so I have this segment that says, what is thin places, thin places radio? And then I, like we swap, those are different questions every time. Um, and I mean, not to spoil <laughs> for anyone who hasn't noticed, but it always is what the next episode is going to be about what the current episode is about and what the previous the episode episodes. was about. No, I did not notice that. And so right in that first line, you'll always get a hint about what the next episode is going to be. Oh, so that's, that's the only thing that I can't. Yeah. I have to get the, those two so that I know not to. Yeah. Interesting. Else, well, but Interesting. I think I've actually re-recorded that maybe a couple of times. We've re-recorded it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's a little less apparent in the beginning because there is no previous episode to, to base off of. And like, it was the pilot. So like, whatever but it's as we go like i i listen i i re-listened to the entire thing uh a while ago oh, just because really? it, it yeah i think i told you this it's it's but because it's only like every episode's nine minutes long and so all of it you can go th- in like less than the span of a long movie like you can just listen to the whole thing and so i had been listening to because i hadn't listened to early episodes in a long time um and i was like going through i was like wow you really like I, because i know to listen for it i'm like oh that's right then oh and that's the next one and that's a reference to like it's <laughs> it's just fun and it's a little easter egg someone i say like, someone pointed it out to you recently was like oh yeah there it is i hear it i saw it that was that right oh, and you're like yes it yeah, was. so people have caught it nice yeah it's not and it's not always about the voicemail it's just some sort of it's a hint about like some part like some piece of the next episode sometimes it's about the setting sometimes it's like i think usually it's the voicemail but it's not always yeah not always yeah yeah it's sometimes just something some different element if that feels too similar to something yeah so, so yeah we, but, we talk about the two of you meeting um and it's obvious during that story and very obvious during the conversations we're having that you two are very much on a similar wavelength right that you guys <laughs> obviously have a, a shared vision for mm-hmm. this um but it's not always that way so i would like to get a sense has there been any time either kit where you said no i you know i really think we should try this or do this and caitlin's like and you're like well too bad we're doing it or or the opposite where caitlin you said look because you're in a a unique position caitlin because you're also a listener as well Mm -hmm. as a contributor right as as far as as, because you're you're consuming what kit's Mm -hmm. creating in in many ways when has there been a time where either of you put a little stake in the ground and just said trust me (laughs) and the other one ended up going, yeah, you were right. Can you think of an instance where that happened? It could be something as small as an episode or a concept. I laugh because I know we've had them before. It's but it's not like we fight about it. <laughs> no, there's like, never there's never been like a like a foot. I think the only time I've hard knowed you about anything was you were like, uh, I was trying to get us to set up the voicemail box, and I was like, here's all the information we need to get from everyone. And you're like, you were like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to have that much in it. And I was like, well, then how are they going to know to leave it? And you're like, well, I was just going to text everyone back. And I was like, no, you are not. This is you absolutely are not going to do that. You no, I'm saying hard no to that. And you're like, but I could, but why? And I said, no, absolutely. Yeah, you're like, I'll just text them all back. Well, because I said, yeah, yeah, you were, and you're right. It's, I was just being so, well, no, because it's. I think it was like you're like, oh, we should have like a like an FYI kind of a thing, and I was like, okay, yes, but I need to do it like in character. In right? character, like, yeah. Nice. That was that was our that was where we landed in the middle. Was like, yes, we need this information, but it's it needs to be it has to be in character, yeah. But which I, makes well, sense. So we have a in addition to the Google Drive, we also have a Discord server that's just the two of us, but. Nice. We've broken it down like so. It's very granular. Um, we have different like you know channels for, for like, like general vibes things about kindness things about the host yeah active yeah. kindness but i think 
early on, we like just really talked a lot about like what was important and like, like our North stars kind of to the podcast. And so I think, yeah, that helped a lot to like, we were on the same page from. Yeah. Yeah. And to like come up with plot stuff and like, yeah. I feel like I grilled you so hard at the beginning, (laughs) like just because I was like, that's what I wanted. Cause I was like, once Uh we know exactly where we're going, we can just run at it. Like, and we'll kind of like, we'll, we'll, you know, course correct as we go. Like every once in a while, you'll be like, I'll, I'll send back a rough cut and you'll be like, Ooh, I was hoping for a a long pause there. And you made it quick. And I was like, Ooh, I missed that vision. I will, I'll do that. I'll, I'll extend that or whatever. Or the, or the vice versa. You're like, Ooh, it's too long. I do so many asks of you. It, it's so funny. It's like the most delightful experience because I keep being like, listen, can we do this bizarre sound thing? Like, can you do that? And you're like, I'll try something. And then you come back and you're like, I did something. <laughs> so now I just keep asking for, there was one this week. It's just, there's a lot of sounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just keep being like, "Can you make this insane sound?" (laughs) Yeah, that was that was the one. The The um, piano piano falling down a flight flight of stairs. You were like, "Hey, can you can you do that?" And I was like, "I will find out." I was like, "Listen, like, because something strange is like, imagine the sound of a piano falling down the flight, like down a flight of stairs." And I was like, "You know, it would be really funny." Could we find the sound of a piano falling with flight of stairs? And I said, and I'll try. No. And I, I should, the answer was no, but I will but make it. it. And so, <laughs> so I, how, did, I, how did you make it? I found some sound effects of, uh, oh gosh, it was a, uh, a crate being busted apart. Um, the uh, piano strings being ripped out Ooh. and someone slamming a violin against the wall repeatedly. And then like creaking wood noise too yeah yeah so yeah it was like someone was hitting his piano with like a sledgehammer there were like yeah it's like it's like a, it was like a almost double digit soundscape for like a three second clip that's, that's the, the little like end credit scene <laughs> in that episode that's one of my favorite things ever done and every once in a while i'll come to you and i'll be like hey so i uh i might have done something a little weird and you're like yes I'm like i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it is fun i think as it's just i was gonna say it's fun because like as we have been like making this i think to like because you'll be like you're kind of directing this actually and i'm like what no and then i'm like you're a producer and you're like what <laughs> like well at the start at the no. start at the very start uh but you know being back and forth being like and it's so funny because you're like do i love producing <laughs> yeah that's that's so this also, TPR? Yeah, to think of it as directing too i was like oh i never thought of it like that you are yeah interesting yeah. one of our though. early early conversations was like chatting about whatever kind of joking about i don't know positions and stuff and then i had a moment i have a screenshot of this too because it made me laugh there where i was like where i was like oh my god do i want to be a producer (laughs) and you were losing your mind at me and i was like i genuinely had like a from like you are doing that it was so funny (laughs) and i realized i had like a 48 hour spiral about it because i have been producing for the past like four years other shows other stuff and like this i was like oh my god i I kind of love this. And so like that <laughs> genuinely TPR changed like my career path a couple months ago. I have I like, I, I used to, I was like, I'm going to be hundred percent illustration. That's going to be my thing. And maybe I'll do a little bit of like RPG stuff, like for fun. And then like yeah. a couple months ago, we started doing this. And now I do like production assistant stuff and I do a lot of design work and I do a lot more like social media management and like behind the scenes show running like product like assistant like pa kind of stuff for different stuff it's most it's all remote because i live in the middle of nowhere and all that stuff happens on the coast uh so that's but but all of that happened because something clicked while we were doing tpr and i was like 
Oh my god! I kind of want to do more of this. Like, and, and you've been doing it for so long, just had not put a label to it at, at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I'm an artist, but I can do this too, or like, oh, I'm right. I'm an artist, but I can do this too, or whatever. And then like realized, I was like, I've been wearing so many hats. I just the only one of them had words on wearing it. many hats. <laughs> I just and I continue to wear many hats, but now I'm looking at all of them and I I wear them all proudly. <laughs> So I, I and I, I hope to God you're not as obsessive about this as I am. But um, you, you got you guys have numbers, right? You 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 have listeners. Oh, and- I'm actually yes, not. Yeah. As, I think you check that more than I do because I get nervous. <laughs> I check pretty regularly, but uh, yeah, yeah, not I, like in a. I, I I'm not like it's not it's not healthy what I do. Um, <laughs> what's what's the trajectory like so far? Has and I don't want actual numbers. What I want is the shape of the curve. Has it been a straight line? Has there was there an episode? Were there uh, spikes? Like, what's the growth been like since since you started? Does I base like? I base a lot of the numbers off of. So our art we la- when we launched we put out three episodes at once. Yeah, um, okay. because they're so small that just felt like a way to not make it like boring. Um, and not that it ever would be, but like it was. We we want three. We want people to see um the breadth this, of it. this story that's kind of like very like what one story that's one one story that's another one story that's a little more mundane. Like we wanted yeah, people to get the full scope three very of like, carefully. Yeah, we spent a lot of time picking those three. (laughs) Um, And then from there, so because it was launched, that's the thing you get people hyped for. We did a lot of promo for it. Um, And just like mostly word of mouth and just posting in social media, et cetera. Um, And that was for for a very long time, the highest numbers we had seen, which, you know, makes sense. People pick pick up and drop off whatever. And you you get the the up and down whenever there's an off week or whatever. It's just very, very normal numbers. I've done, I've done podcasts behind the stuff, seat stuff where nothing, nothing really stuck out to me. Um, and then recently back in, in January, we started hitting all time plays, daily plays. And I was like, right away Uh-oh. it was because like an episode came out and i was like oh wow that's so cool i was with you we i was i was with you and th- we put out episode 13 in the same place we were i was i was in kit's living room we had never put an episode out together uh but in the same place before and we put out 13 in the same place and we ha- i started noticing we had one day that maxed out our our numbers we had then the next day we also we hit and beat now this is our new highest listens per day and then the then the next day we hit about then and suddenly we were three weeks in a row at around or exceeding launch numbers which we had not done yet um and then i finally looked at like monthly and we we doubled our like isn't that the amount of plays we're getting monthly starting last month starting january um we've started we doubled what we had been the entire basically it's been pretty chill kind of consistent consistent listenership and then you always get the dip the tiny dip in the holidays but not really noticeable and then we and then doubled suddenly so i've been i mostly look at the numbers because i do a lot of um promotional stuff and like i try tiktoks and whatever and like i'm i do like yeah i do all the promotional stuff but like i always want to see what's working right um and see like where are we getting are we only getting engagement on this social media or, or 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 is this reflecting in our numbers is this whatever like the very easy thing is like oh suddenly we got three voicemails like yeah, that's very yeah. easy to see um and that's always really cool my we joke with this all the time one of my favorite things in the entire world is we get a call but no one they don't leave a voicemail like they hang up and i'm like oh they were checking it out <laughs> they were curious they wanted to know if it was real like i love it we get a couple of those in a row sometimes and i'm like oh that's, that's cool so good. don't be shy there's Come a story behind every story. one of those i know 
it's, they want to know if it's real and then they get yeah. the voicemail and then they hang up like we have one that i think about a lot that's just like i'm gonna come back to this i think or yeah i'm like oh 10 second voice it's a 10 second voicemail where it's like uh i don't really know what to like i don't really have anything to say right now but i think i'll come back to this and they hang up and i was like and it's just so genuine like I, I love it so much. That was one of our like probably month two or something like voicemail. It was it was early, not like maybe not early early, but like earlier. It wasn't recent. So sweet. So when you're doing something creative, Kit, um, there's so many phases in the process, right? There's the initial idea. The when I'm playing in the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a slap the sorting through the ideas to figure out you know which one you're going to chase. Um, finishing, which is one of the hardest things to do for Literally. creative, um, is actually ending right. And then you let go of it and it's out there, right? And you, and, and what I have always found interesting is, and, and any creative who tells me this is that they don't do this is lying to me. You have, you have expectations, right? Like, I think this is good and this is why, or I think this is, I'm not, I'm not real um, confident about this aspect of it, right? We, we, we build all that up in ourselves before we put our creative out there and then we listen for what comes back and what comes back is some of what you anticipate, right? There, there's things that you are really proud of that people recognize and they say to you, there's things you're insecure about that people may have noticed. What I want to know, Kit, is in the many months that you've done this, what has surprised you? What has come back that really you didn't see coming? Man, that's a good question. Cause I think I, yeah, I am not as social media savvy as Caitlin is. So I think I have, no, I'm like, no, I mean, really, I'm, I'm a lot more removed. Um, but I, I just, I think, yeah, you're allowed. It's, it's gross out there. But you'll set, you send me, you send me stuff. And I, I just think what's always really satisfying is when somebody just really understands, like so when somebody just gets it or like when somebody catches those little things that I put in there. Or I love when people get really into the code cracking. Um, I think codes are really fun. <laughs> so I like I put a couple of them. It's so good. A couple of them in a few episodes. Um, they've mostly been Morse code. I'm like, I need to do another cipher, actually. Yeah, we gotta we gotta figure out we gotta, gotta we get another cipher in there. Um, but I think I think just yeah, when people that it's about like the attention then, right? Like uh -huh. when people spend that time and that energy. Um, being like, there's more to pick apart in this. That's really nice. Um, how about for you, Caitlin? I mean, I always joke that like, I, I'm like, yes, I expected all of this. Like this was going to be so good. And I feel like I'm trying to convince Kit all the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I'm just like, is this anything? And you're like, yes. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I can never tell. No, I, I really can never tell like what's, if something is going to hit the way that I want it to hit or not. Like, I think that episode. Never do. Or like, yeah, when people are like, this made me cry. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> really? <laughs> Great. Uh, sorry, I keep going, though. Yeah. The first time I read script of uh, the episode two script, I did cry about the act of kindness. So that was fun. But no, I, I feel like constantly I'm like, oh, oh, you're worried? Watch this. Like, oh, alley-oop, like, let's go. Like, let's watch, watch how cool this is. And so much of our DMs now, I feel like maybe like, pff, God, at least... Maybe a, th a quarter of every message I send to you is just screenshots of people saying nice things about TV. <laughs> yeah. That's like, awesome. hey, check this out. Hey, check this out. Hey, check this out. Many, and like, but that I is love nice. <laughs> it's all, there's a lot. It's so good. No, people are so, like, I, I, I'm so delighted. I think, I think to be proven right. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what it is. Is that I was like, I, like, it is, 
I'm not you saw something in this concept writing this like I'm helping every once in a while you'll come and be like hey should I do this or this or hey does this work or I've had a few times where I was like hey you should reword this because of the tense is yeah. di- whatever like but barely like I I'm not the one writing it so like getting to take it and then like accordion it out into like mm-hmm. our like segments because you sit and write it and then speak at yourself and then I get to yeah. sit and like make it the podcast make it sound finished so what, what you're here what you're hearing is your recording until i give you the rough draft so i'm like but when i hear your rough draft like i know exactly what i'm about to do with it and so i think there's an element of that where like you send it to me and i'm like yes absolutely and you're like oh are you sure i'm like don't worry give me give me two yeah, hours like, I'll be just right back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i think i'm delighted to be proven right um about how like amazing this is like I yeah maybe I'm a little bit biased because I adore <laughs> Kit and she's one of my best friends and I think that this thing we're making is fantastic but also like I genuinely think this thing we're making is fantastic and, <laughs> and I'm just delighted that people get to hear it and that like I think I think I'm I get like the little bit of like su- jo- surprise joy when when someone I don't know like shows up and is like tags us or whatever. like when you when you tag us you're like oh my new favorite show whatever like and not that I don't think it's going to spread but like I I'm used to like a certain like the sphere that I like the sandbox that I play in I'm I'm used to names I'm used to whatever and I kind of I, I figure I can kind of like get some reach to some of those folks and so when someone shows up who I don't know and has something like really kind to say I just get the like the surprise joy not that because I don't think the show deserves it, but because like oh someone knew like yeah. this yeah. is amazing like I'm surprised welcome. by people <laughs> welcome I'm surprised by the new faces uh, not that they are here but like that it is someone new. And I think that that's really exciting. Um, it's just, I don't, yeah, I, I feel like uh, I would say one thing that surprised not so much on the audience standpoint was I said, I was like, we're not, I don't, I don't want to do too many soundscapes. <laughs> you I don't think it. we'll do, too, I don't think we'll do, I think we'll rely on the music and the clicks. I, just knowing you, I should have known that was a lie. <laughs> that's funny. You're like, I'm not going to do the most I could possibly do about this. Yeah, I don't know who I thought I was, but yeah, you like you went out and like recorded laundromat sounds for me and like gas station sounds for me. And like, so I was like, okay, so we'll like, I want to do like very gentle and figure out where we're using them. So from a creative standpoint, like I can hear how I've changed how yeah, things work yeah. from like the first four to like onward. But like, I'm sure they don't sound that wildly different to most people. But yeah, that was that was that's a more of a me surprise. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not going to put too much into soundscapes. We're going to keep this clean, quick and easy. It's amazing no. you didn't know you were a producer. And I'm sitting here I know. listening, Who, listening like, to your talk. It's so cool. <laughs> Who do you right, think so you are? I am. I'm going to I'm going to ask a question. And um, it's a question you may not want to answer. And there's a lot of reasons why. Um, but I'm going to start with you, Kit. What, what could happen with us? Oh God, that, see, it's so funny. It's just like, I'm like, well, that's a Caitlin question. That just seems so. I started, I, think, I started with you on purpose. I know. I know. That's why it cracks me up. It's just like, I, I really do think like our partnership is very special because you are the person that, <laughs> that has more of that vision. Cause I, yeah, for, for me, it's like, when you think what could happen with this, I, yeah. I think first and foremost about the story. I think about mm-hmm. the voicemails and I think about the host story as well. Um, and just the parts that I'm so excited to get to, because I know a lot of lore about her. I know who mm-hmm. she is. She doesn't know who she is, but I know. Um, so yeah, I don't know when you say that that's truly like, that is all I can think about is the story itself. Like, yeah, I, that's, I cool. just, that's an answer. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to get to those points. And like, that's something that was really fun for me to like, I've 
not done a ton of voice acting. I, I well, I was on um, I was in season two of Archive eighty one very briefly. <laughs> I had a guest role. I didn't know that? Oh yeah, <laughs> it was um a person who was like crazy, and I think it was uh, his name Carl. So I think it was supposed to be a man. I just got to like laugh maniacally, like give this like, uh, just like losing it whole monologue and then like do a bunch of maniacal laughter. So that's my that's voice fantastic. acting experience. But it has, I don't know, I was kind of nervous to like do more of the acting. Um, yeah. So like, like episode 13, um, you get like, and I think, you know, we constructed something very like with a clear structure to it. Um, and then like a, a baseline and we wanted to have enough of that baseline so that when that is, when that changes, people notice and like, you know, that it, that's and, important and, and it I means do. something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm really, I am excited to get to like play around more with that. Then once we mm-hmm. have established this baseline of like, here's what a standard episode looks like. Like, I think it's going to be, I, I have some concepts and stuff that I'm excited to like, yeah, fiddle around with a little bit to be like, this is changing and this is important to the story in XYZ way. So yeah, more of that like voice acting and more of that like changing the changing the script up. But yeah, it's all it's all story stuff. That's that's amazing. Now, how about for you, Caitlin? Like what's possible? I think for a really long time, like I've been the same, but like we we talked for days. We talked for mm-hmm. hours and hours about what the shape of this was going to be. And so for the longest, like all I have is like these milestones, these things that don't have episode numbers yet, that don't have like exact specific (laughs) shapes yet, but like these points in this, 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 this track, the story that we're going through of these things that, that are important, that these beats that we're going to hit that we've been planning since last summer. Yeah. Last summer. Um, and when, when I talk about uh, episode 13, that was we've been talking about that episode since last June. Um, and so the fact that it came out like that for the longest time, that's like that was my like not end point, but like my neck, my stretch goal point. Like, OK, yep. we're, we're, we're working our way towards again. We didn't have a number for it yet, but we're working our way towards the breaks like we're okay now we're working our way towards whatever our next like we have these beats that we want to hit and none of them have like like i said any in like definite amounts of time but like things that are going to happen around the stories that people are bringing us and and stuff and and so i'm 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 very excited for all of that uh if you want my producer hat uh answer (laughs) um I, I would love to get paid for this because yeah. I would love to devote <laughs> so much of my life to that. Like I would devote, I think I texted you like you a texted couple me of this days ago. That's why I was I, like, this is such a you question because we were just talking about this. Oh, sorry. I think, I think I'm I just saying, I would do this full time if I could. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I would, I would love to. I was like, if we could, if I could like blow off some other stuff so that like I could just spend time on TPR, I would love that. So I, I don't, we don't really have, we've talked a we while. We talked early like, on about this. This is one of our North Stars is that we didn't want to do ads. No ads. We yeah. don't want ad space because that that's so short. It's too short. It's the, the shape of it is too delicate. Like we can't put an ad in there. Yep. Um, if, if we kind of like I talked about like maybe at most at like in the end credits, I would say this episode is sponsored by blank and that's it. Like that's the absolute most. But I don't think people are going to buy ad space for that. So I'm I, this is going to be like it is. It's just going to be what it is until something changes shape. Um if at any point it becomes a, a like a, a much bigger than 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 we're used to, we'll, we'll kind of take it from there. But from the beginning, it always like we kind of always talked about 
like this is for our friends. <laughs> like this is for us and this is for our friends. And like, especially in the beginning when it was like all of our friends' phone calls and like people leaving, like our friends leaving us funny little notes or like, hey, I need a, I need a voice clip of like a couple more hellos. Can someone, yeah. can, can a couple of you call in and say something weird? Here's a couple options. Make up your own. I don't really care. I think what our friend, <laughs> our one friend um, who, because you have Remy who's called in a couple of times, one of my friends has called yeah. in a couple of times too and left us a drunk voicemail. <laughs> That's so good. It's, it's we're. I it's, literally am like figuring out which episode to put it in. Where to put it? Because it's, it's like a ten second. So it's so funny. I oh, like. Should great. I even spoil the punchline? But I'll leave it. Yeah, it's yeah. It'll it's, it's, it's good. We'll t- maybe maybe we'll tell you after the podcast yeah. after whatever. <laughs> okay. It's just yeah, it's, it's this it's show like, just yeah. So it's just, it just feels like friendship to me, and like having all of that, and like being able to build our friends in, and like. This is a show for us. And because this is a thing that like you started, this is your baby. Let's expand upon it. And I will help you give it, give it like a, a, some scaffolding into like a different medium. And this is for you and me to do something really cool. And then it became, this is you and me doing something really cool, being hyped up by our friends. Mm -hmm. And this is us doing now a thing with our friends. And now like, this is us doing a thing with our friends and people who also now are listening yeah. and get to be a part of it. So it just, it's become this like snowballing of community from just you and I like shooting the shit, yeah, uh, texting yeah. about like how, here's what this should be. And now like, yeah. And what I, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. What I find so lovely is like that, that feeling then of like, this is like going out for this friends because it's also like part, you know, part of who the host is, is like, she's making mm-hmm. this for that's the thing it was like an episode 13 that we were going to put earlier that didn't really fit but it's just like you the listener like in the lore of this universe hears the station when they need to um and so have or just having that feeling of like community then of like listeners and then to see like that anybody is also feeling like that like just like listening to it has been really lovely <laughs> just like oh my gosh yeah we got a live tweet thread the other day that yeah. did make me cry someone was like it's just you know it's raining it's it's a thunderstorm out and i'm just i just need some company i'm gonna try this out and they like when someone gets it and like mm-hmm. i mean anybody can get it but like when someone sits and like writes something very thoughtful or like they give us a vibe back they give us yep. a a story in return it's like that's that that's that connection that's what this yeah. show feels like to me is like that like we literally like the point the thesis of the show is the host reaching out and the, the callers reaching out to the host the host reaching back and vice versa and like actually getting that in real life i'll say that's that's something that surprised me yeah and you get that more i think from voicemails from people we don't know which i love because it's just it's like they also have this connection to this character that i really love um yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're yeah, like if people like or even inside the voicemails where people do feel like they can talk to her or like yeah, that's like very special to me. Or, or yeah, when people are like, what what like oh I or just I was just gonna say like also like when people I don't know, yeah, when people are just like what I'm trying to remember what the phrasing was, but it's like oh the host really in it now, or like our host or like what did he <laughs> something like that i so it's the tum- the tumblr is all that i the tumblr is is my domain everything else is Caitlin's. everything else i got yeah um but yeah when people are like my host or stuff like that yeah what, what i find very interesting is and i don't know why i thought it would be different um i'm, I'm amazed how third person mm. the host is for you yeah uh, yeah, you, no. you've, it, it's very clear when you're talking about her how separate she is from you um is that 
always been the case? Is that a very conscious thing for you? Uh, is she yeah. is she truly that disconnected? Yeah, I think it is purposeful because I have I know so much about the backstory that like led her to this place, um, yeah. and then like how those character I mean motivations she they're like you know or the lack of character motivations because she doesn't remember um, are you know causing her to reach out like that. But no, like I think mm-hmm. when I, I mean when I'm writing it and when I'm answering it. No, that's, I mean, that's me. <laughs> a lot of, I mean, like some of the things, one of the pieces, like a lot of the parts that I put in, not all, not all of them are me. I don't know. It's, that's what rating is. <laughs> I feel like that's what rating is. It's like, sometimes it's me and sometimes it's not. Well, that's, yeah, that's like, that's just the creative process. You go in there. <laughs> um, But it's. I think the character is a character like the host. Yes. The host has been ever since, at least since I've been on board, the host has always been a character. Um. And it but, didn't have yeah. to be that way, it, it, but it really, really works. And it adds an incredible layer to it. When you're writing that, though, Kit, how do you get there? Do you fall in there? Do you find yourself there and then start writing? Do you sit down and say, I need to I need to get there? Her voice is very easy for me um, because it, it, like, it is like this heightened like level. You said like NPR, which made me laugh, but it is that like <laughs> that like kind of formal like level that there is to it um, and like the cadence I guess too, but like, I, yeah, but when I'm in it, it is like, I'm writing as her, like, this is a character that I'm writing, but like, I also like, I think the host really cares for the people who are calling her, but I Mm -hmm. also do like, I don't know. I, I'm also answering the voicemails out of a place of love. I hope (laughs) it's always going to be bleed. That's just, I mean, that's just creating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. And there were some, I mean, one of the like, segments from our last episode was something when Caitlin and I were chatting and I was like, this is something that happened to me like that we put in, but like, yeah, I think when I'm like in that space where I have like this hat on is like, I am this person who like, I'm this person who doesn't know a lot about her own life and who is actively mm. avoiding knowing about her own life because mm-hmm. of reasons that we don't quite know yet. But like, yeah, like, but she feels like she can be this person. We know, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that she can be this person for other people then and the, be like fully present. And, and, and she takes this role really seriously. And so then I also take it seriously. Um, where it's like, I put jokes in, right? I put weird stuff in all the time. Um, I put goofy stuff in there. But like the host this is her job. I mean, that's kind of part of episode 13 too, where it's like, this is her identity. Like this is really important to her. And then, yeah, I mean, it's also important to me then to like, for people to feel like seen and like less alone. So last, last question about the writing. Um, there's all kinds of different ways to write characters. Um, and I've talked to a lot of writers and, uh, some writers do it multiple different ways. Depends on the character. Um, and, and I would like to get a sense of what the relationship you and the host have. So one of, one of the things that um, made me like love hearing about the creative process is a Robert E. Howard who wrote the Conan stories, right? He, he was asked one time, you know, where do you find your inspiration? How do you get these ideas? And he said, I just sit down and Conan tells them to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, do you have that type of relationship with the host? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny. I mean, so like I do, 
every time I write an episode, like I do pick, I do know what the voicemail is going to be. And then I pick a setting that I think is going to like mesh well with that. I don't know what's going to happen in the setting um, until I'm writing it. And like, or like, I, you know, I'll know a way into the voicemail and kind of maybe what the episode's going to be about, like capital A about, but like, I don't know. She'll just, she's like impulsive actually, which is not something that I know if you get like right up front, but like, she's a mess. She's like, <laughs> there are things that I know about her. I, I think a lot of, a lot of aspects of her are like heightened aspects of me. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think just like the, f- the structure of the episode really helps um, because, and that's something that like, you know, you need, you need from the beginning, but like mm-hmm. that helps a lot because like I have a place to start from and to build from. And so then it makes it very much easier to get inside of her head and like, I just keep it going. Yeah. Um, also like, I love character work. Like that is like my favorite part of writing. I love dialogue. Um, this isn't quite dialogue, <laughs> um, but so I really, a bit. So, yeah. yeah. But I think what's well, fun about this it's too is like all dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Does that imply two? Um, it's there's, a, there's another voice in every episode. Uh, that's true. It's it is a reply. It's a call and response. Yeah, it's it's um it's very interesting. In in and I, I'm getting a sense, and you tell me if I'm right here that it sounds like you have a good understanding of the host, but it also sounds like the host is is telling you stuff too. Is that does it, would that be yeah. accurate for? Yeah, I think so. Well, because she's living and like, I think it's also like what the host's world is telling me because like Mm. an important aspect of her character is that like, this is like her life. And so like to her, she's like, this is happening to me. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But she, yeah, I mean, this is just like her every day where all these weird things Mm -hmm. happen to her. And she's like, you know, it's a Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, for Um, sure. Like, let's go. To like think of those, I think those, yeah, those kind of as they like reveal themselves to me those are very fun to like figure out like I bet. because then also that tells you something about her like how she's reacting to all of them um but yeah i think also like something interesting like when you're writing a character it, like especially if you're writing from the perspective of that character is to be like how much of like a writer are they if that makes sense Ooh, and so it does yeah because with some characters i will like i'm like they I might speak a certain way they won't. Um, and so I feel like I like calibrate my metaphors <laughs> based on that. <laughs> but I think something like this was less of an intentional character choice. As, I mean, a little bit, but more of just like a how much do I want there to be that divide of like how like poetic or like how prosy can I get with it? And so I wanted to just kind of go full tilt at like, get as weird as I wanted with the prose um, and I just have that be a part of the character. So That's amazing. it's literally one of my favorite parts about the show. Like I love the whole thing, but like, I love, I love the, the idiosyncrasies with which the host like speaks and conveys emotion. It's so fun. It, it, it's, 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 it's stunning. It's stunning. So guys, uh, we're going to take another break. When we get back from this break, we're going to do everybody's favorite segment. We're going to talk a little bit about the other work that uh, these two uh, people are doing, but we're going to get to your favorite segment, which is what are you grooving on? We'll be right back. This is the part of many podcasts where someone comes on 
interrupts the show and explains that you should consider paying for the content that you're listening to right now for free. That pitch man explains by giving a dollar or more a month, you not only support the show, but you allow the show to grow and improve. Here on the third floor, we refuse to interrupt your episode of Tabletop Talk with such time-wasting pleas. We pledge never to run a spot asking you to go to patreon.com and give a dollar or more a month because supporting content creators keeps the content coming, even if there is a link in the show's description. And there is. We don't ask you to click it and become a patron. We don't waste time rambling about the benefits like early access to episodes, getting episodes without ad breaks like this, or even getting a chance to play in one of Craig's RPG sessions. Anyway, enjoy this episode knowing Tabletop Talk, despite being supported by its patrons, won't engage in such blatant appeals for support. Um, so Caitlin, as we went through your, uh, the first, I think the first 40 minutes was my intro of you. Um, there's a lot of things that you do. Um, and, uh, we know you're excited about TPR, but what else are you a part of now, um, have been a part of recently that, uh, is getting you as jazzed? Oh man, I just, I feel like anytime I get to do work with uh, like people I am fond of, it is like the best day ever. Uh, so just everything, but, uh, we just finished, uh, with this. I work, uh, with the stream punks. Uh, I am a performer and I do a little bit of design stuff every once in a while. Um, but we just did Beacon, which was a, the first season was 12 episodes. We did the alien RPG. Um, and it was a horror, sci-fi horror, which I, a joke often was hysterical of me to try to do a, like a straight laced kind of stoic character. Cause that definitely, I, I'm so good at having a straight face. I can definitely not look startled or excited about things all the time. Um, but that was, I think that was a beautiful little story. I did that, uh, uh, we were on Q times channel and then that was Sam DeLev, Eric Campbell, uh, Elisa Pearl, Noir Enigma, and then myself. And it was just a blast. It was so beautiful and so much fun. Um, so that, that, that very recently ended. And then now, uh, we are over on with still in space. The, oh. <laughs> huh? You're still in space. I'm still in space. I can't get out of space. I'm just kind con- yeah, I'm in space. I'm in space constantly. Uh, and I am, uh, we had just, we did like a little one on or two on one shot in like the discord for stuff. That was Star Wars. Um, and now we are doing Star Trek over on uh, the Star Trek Online's Twitch channel, the Cryptic Studios Twitch channel. And that's on Monday nights. Um, we're only a couple episodes in kind of finding our groove. It's, I just, I love Star Trek so much. I love Star Trek so much. So I'm, I'm just delighted to be part of that one. Uh, and then I got a few things that I can't, has not been announced yet. So that one I can't quite talk about, that's but there's right. another, another very interesting, um, I think fun format, uh, thing that's coming up that I'm producing, uh, and also going, was asked to be in immediately after that. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be in that too, which is going to be very fun. So, so quick question to RPG geek for you, with you for a second. One, ah. what did you think of alien mechanically? What did you think about the system? Okay, so I love free league systems. I really, really do. I think that they're fun and loose and like you're kind of I also love a multiple. I like just rolling a whole handful of dice. So having the multiple D6 system is really, really fun. The panic spiral is a lot like once you are like hitting that, like you are you are running yourself into the ground. Um, the only thing that we had a little bit of a like oh, some some like crit- critical hit tables are very hit or miss. Most of the time they miss uh, as far as like 
that's unacceptable uh, <laughs> kind of things in a lot of like games like that, especially horror, where it's like one like uh, it, there was there's a thing on there that got rolled that was like you lose an arm and it's like okay so you're gonna you're gonna just give a disabled status to a player just apropos of nothing great cool let's not do that like let's let's not force someone to play out a or or like a, a an experience that they did not a- ask for or, no, or maybe aren't like prepared for so uh anytime that that kind of a thing happens it's like a we 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 have to we if we're using the, the the crit table, it's a little bit more of a like, OK, so for this scene, you don't like for for now, you will have to recover. You don't have use of your arm for right now. Yeah. Like oh, nice. you don't have to play out an ex, a, a, a non lived experience to yourself without cons- having consented to it. So that's a, these are critical, lit, critical lit tables are a little a little little hit or miss. But however, I do love free league systems. I love I love uh, the alien mechanics. I love um, uh, uh Tales from the Loop and Things from the Flood. And I've heard very, very good things about Forbidden Lands. I haven't had the chance to play for myself, but I I really liked it. I had a really good time. Um, so, wow, big, big, big. I like Free League Games. <laughs> so now for Star Trek, are you guys using the, the Modifius 2D20? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So very different, right? Very different. Uh, structurally from the very, from its, from its bones. How is that hitting for you? It's it's interesting. I'm still getting used to it because I haven't played this. I had played Free League stuff prior to, to Alien, but I have I've only ever watched people or listened to people play this. So I, I kind of have like a base g- grasp. I think some things maybe either like I, I don't quite have enough of a of a experience with to say whether or not I find it crunchy because I don't know enough about it or if mm-hmm. it actually is too crunchy. Um, but I mean, that's not to say that's not for everybody. Some people love crunch. Um, and I'm, I'm a very lightweight system. I'm a fan of a lightweight system. So like anything that's got like a lot going on, I'm automatically like going to be, you know, a little bit off kilter right away until I find uh, uh, some common ground with it. But it is really fun. I do. There's just something that's fun about having a dice system that's different, like having to roll underneath, like roll, trying to roll low. I think that's so fun. I try to like, you got 2d20s, roll bad. And you're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> Why not? So that, that I do like that. I like the way that the, the stats stack um, yeah. in, in trying to get underneath, you know, I think that's really fascinating. So I do have fun with that. I think that I got to get used to the system a little bit more, but I, I am having fun. And also just like going from like really scrappy, grungy sci-fi space sci-fi to like very pristine, the Federation, <laughs> you know, spaceships like Utopia, blah, 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 like we're professionals or whatever is very yeah. fun to be like, okay, got to re, okay, I'm a little bit less scrappy now. I got to, I mean, I'm still a little scrappy. I got, I'm playing a little bit of scrappy Literally character, but like, scrappy. you know, she works for Starfleet. Yeah. Sc- she works in a scrapyard. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Now, have you guys, have you guys had a chance to play with the character swapping concepts? Where you're, you have your main character, and then you might pick up a red shirt character for a different scene. Have you guys played with that part of it yet? We've talked about it behind the scenes a little bit. It hasn't been implemented. I don't know if we're using it. I know the last time that I haven't, I didn't, haven't played this system with with these folks before, but I know that mm-hmm. they have omitted it in the past. So I'm not sure if if we're gonna take a run yeah. at it. Um, this is it's so the the show takes place on Utopia Planitia on Mars. So it's a a, a like planet side game um we are not the crew of a ship going like sailing through the stars or whatever um we are a like it's like a workplace drama kind (laughs) of like we are building ships um we are we are building building stuff in one location so Uh i think this might not that changes things yeah it might not lend itself as well to this but we've chatted about a little bit we have not implemented it but i think it's a very that's a very interesting like mechanic to have in a game and also 
really like cool, especially in a situation situation where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm the captain. I can't actually leave the ship right now. I'm gonna go play a little red shirt to go on the mission with y'all. Like, I think that's a really cool way to keep everyone involved. Yeah, I, I, I so it's it's on the list for my channel um, and that but that's the part that I'm trying to wrap my head around, which is how do I how do I want to do that? Uh, yeah. So uh, very interested in what you thought about it. How about the meta currency real quick? Do you like the, um, you know, the I forget what it is in Star Trek. It's not uh, m- momentum and threat. Yeah. Momentum and threat. Right, right, right. I think it's fun. I love like a declaration of I'm going to get myself in trouble right now. Like, <laughs> hey, I'd like to cause problems for myself on purpose, please. Like yeah. that's, that's something I really liked with icons was it was a little bit a little bit different um, with like the, the determination and the qualities and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I I love a situation in which I can be like, I'm going to do this really. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do something either. I'm going to do something bad to get a bonus point for myself or I'm going to give you a point to do something more like stressful for us later so I can take a little bonus right now. Um, I love an immediate, uh, I think in icons, icons was, icons is a lot. Icons, we, we kind of, we busted that system in pieces and put it back together again because it's, it's a one shot game. And so yeah. we, we, we played a full campaign off of it, but, uh, I, I love the qualities and the determination like aspect. I think that's so much fun. I love being able to transactionally go between like, I'm going to use something that is core to myself to get myself in trouble mm-hmm. so that I can have a little, little bonus later. Um, and so the, the going from that to the momentum threat being a little bit more, you don't know when, when this is going to kind of screw you over, possibly screw over, make things a little harder or screw in over some, somebody else or screw over someone else, which I'm like that, that's a little harder. It is fun because you all kind of like, especially in this table, like we just played, I was like, Hey, would you guys, can I give a threat? Like I I'll try to like ask because it isn't just affecting me. Yeah. Um, so that's like a little, like you have to be a little bit more strategic. You have to be a little bit more like we all kind of got to be on the same page. Can I use this momentum for us? Whereas like icons, you had your own pool. Yeah. Um, so it's a different way of approaching, like, how can I cause problems on purpose? Like, um, for everyone. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a similar boat. Yeah, for, for everyone. It's a similar boat, but with like different vibes that are like, you got to kind of like navigate different. I think it's pros and cons to, to yeah. both ways, but it is an interesting way to declare that I will cause problems. Like, it's great. <laughs> How about, how about for you, Kit? What are some things outside of of uh, the podcast that you that you have been working on? Either something you've put out recently, or something that's in the hopper right now that's getting you excited. Yeah, I feel like TPR is my recent thing. Um, I wrote a book, <laughs> but that was a that is the paperback came out last year, so that's been a little and bit. And what is the um, book? It's called Lycanthropy and Other Chronic Illnesses. Um, it is <laughs> great title. <laughs> the oh, best title of all time. What a great title. <laughs> Thank you. So, so, so what, if I, now I flip over the back of the book after reading a great title, yes, what do I read on the back of the book? Two internet friends who are both chronically ill. Um, and then when they meet each other, one finds out that the other one is a werewolf. <laughs> so. Yeah. We're, I, okay. Now we got more to talk about. Now. Like, <laughs> so, what a phenomenal idea! And and, and this I, is from somebody who has a. I have a chronic illness, so I'm I like, like many, now yeah. I need to hear a yeah. lot about this. Right? I think it's interesting too when I talk to people. A lot of people do, and they just don't talk about it because they feel yeah like they can't. Um, it, it took me a while to be able to. I have Crohn's disease, and it took me a long yeah. time to feel comfortable because Crohn's I, disease oh, yeah. is like about. <laughs> Oh, okay. So it's about the icky parts of her body. (laughs) So it's it's a weird, it's, yeah, don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, but at some point, you know, (laughs) this is going to be a great analogy or a terrible one. Um, (laughs) It's kind of like saying, yeah, I play RPGs. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. like, it's just who mm-hmm. I have Crohn's disease. It's a, disease, it's a piece of who you are. Yeah. It's part of who I am. And then what you do with it, I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's, it's part of who I am. So, so was, is it, is that, was that the beginnings of it where you said, yeah. you know, there's yeah. things I want to say about chronic diseases and, and, and when does that then morph into bringing in the horror, the horror trope of the lycanthropy and, or yeah, had that always they were been always tied together for me? Yeah. Well, this I? came out, yeah, this came out of me being like, you know what, being aware, like werewolves are really, truly like a metaphor for chronic illness and people don't really, they really are, don't really pull that together. Like, I don't know people don't, haven't done a ton with that that I've seen. Um, but I think that's I always like as soon as as soon as you told me what it was, I like the connection happened in my head. Like, yeah, well, oh, I mean, it's, it's something that happens to you periodically that you have no control yeah. over. It's cyclical. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it can affect you in X, Y, Z different ways. Yeah. And also, I'm just like, that's whenever I have a, a flare of some kind, I'm like, I feel like I'm turning into a creature. <laughs> Um, oh, I am super fascinated yeah. about this kid because like I'm sitting here thinking like you, you, we also have some control, right? So we have yeah. some things uh, that can impact things. But the reality is, is that the majority of it is way outside of our exactly. control. Some things can help. Kind but of yeah. like lycanthropy, right? Like that's phenomenal. Yeah. And, phenomenal. Just, and I've heard lycanthropy like used as a, as a stand in for a lot of things. And that's what I think is so great about it, honestly, is like the werewolf metaphor can be almost anything and also i use like multiple it's like werewolves can be like about being gay and i'm like it's that too (laughs) yeah yeah so you you start work on this book uh how long did it take to write so from this was i've never done this in my life uh this took me six months to write the first draft of which is bananas because i've now been working on my book so i'm working on a book right now a novella and then I keep ignoring both of those to write pilots, <laughs> like TV pilots. Um, oh, no kidding. I, yeah, I'm getting into screenwriting, kind of. Um, but because I love dialogue. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's so funny that I was just like, oh, I wrote this book in six months. I'm sure I'll, and with quarantine happening now, I'm sure I'll write this <laughs> new draft even faster, which was like. <laughs> I am still working on it. It's been almost three years now, but that's how, that's how, that's how it is. I know. And yeah. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, Dana. (laughs) That's my agent. (laughs) When you finished the lycanthropy book, did your relationship with any of your chronic diseases change at all? Yeah. This is so funny because I, in some part of my mind, I think I was like, you know what, I'm going to write about this. And then that means that I'm not going to have problems like emotionally coping with it anymore, which is hysterical. Like, the stories think, we tell ourselves. <laughs> I know, I know. Because I didn't, I didn't want there to be like a moral TM to the story. I didn't want it to be that right. suffering was for some higher, greater purpose because when you hurt, it just hurts. Um that's, you know, <laughs> a big part of it. But I think I wanted, I think a lot of it was me realizing like there is a balance here of like, it's a very strange place to be in that your body to have like, so I have a couple of autoimmune diseases. And so like, it's a really weird place to realize that your body is trying to harm you and also trying to defend you from that harm. Exactly. It is doing yep. both of those things at the same time. Um, it, it's too good at what it does. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that and it, so it's and it's doing both of those things all the time it is trying it is hurting me and it is trying to keep me alive um mm-hmm. and it is still doing those things all of the time <laughs> i feel like i've gotten worse at coping with being sick but i think it's just i have a lot of things i want to do and so i'm always just like not now <laughs> yeah yeah we 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 pick our spoons right um yes yes it it, it is um yeah, it's got, I feel like we could do like a, like start a new podcast about this. So that's not, that's not what this podcast is about, but I, I can't, I can't wait to read it. Um, because it, um, I have, I have been, I am now realizing as I'm getting older, how mm. much it impacted who I've become. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that I, I didn't want to acknowledge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah. It's, it's very, very interesting. Absolutely. Very, very interesting. All right. Enough of this heavy shit. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. We talk about this incredible podcast. Oh, go ahead, kid. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm done. I was just going to say, yes, I've been trying. I've been toiling. I've been, yeah, working on a new novel forever, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> And and also a podcast and also a novella and also multiple pilots and also uh, taking care of your corporeal form. And so also uh, you're doing a lot of stuff. And so. <laughs> so with all, so we've identified you have a yeah, ton of free time black. with all of this free time. <laughs> Is there anything recently and it can be a book, music, uh, a Netflix show or something. Um, I'm always fascinated. What what someone else creates that gets into a creator's gets their hooks into another creator. Is there something recently that you've come across the same way that I came across your podcast that just got its hooks into you? I I feel like, I mean, I am a big, I'm a big film bro. Um, I do watch a lot of movies and TV and I feel like there's been some really excellent stuff um, that I think yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm going to go like a little bit broader, but like I saw Nope last summer and I literally think about it like every day. <laughs> like, a just hell of a movie. The, the levels <laughs> and the layers and like, man, I like I feel like I like don't get me started, but don't get me started. Um, I've also been playing. Al- Isn't it a little frustrating how good he is at what he does? It's incredible. It's like, it's amazing. Like not only did he yeah. have an incredible comedy show, he's an incredible writer of comedies. And then he goes, okay, I guess I'll do horror now. And he, he arguably is the greatest horror director in the last 15 years. hundred percent. He's he, to me, he's like Spielberg, like, like of our like generation, it's unbelievable. but like it, it, I honestly, but I think it's because I think that's why horror he is comedy, so good man. at horror because it's all about timing. And so is comedy. Yeah. Um, it's, and, and also like, I think, I think it's like seasoning, right? When you put like those separate flavors together, right? Where if you have jokes in a drama, it makes both of those moments hit harder. Or if you have dramatic moments in a comedy, both of those moments are like places for the audience to stop and be like, wait, whoa, Um, which I think is really interesting. So I think, yeah, to me, it makes sense that he is so good at it. And I think it's, I think it's actually, it is easier to go from comedy to drama than vice versa. I agree. Yep, I could see that. Well, comedy's harder. I would comedy's argue harder. Uh, in a lot yeah. of ways. But yes, so yeah, I don't know. I I I think and and everything everywhere all at once as well. Like those two movies in that same summer, I literally was just like, I can't stop thinking about either of these. And I think because I think both of them have like this real like sensibility of like, I, not only am I trying to say something that matters, not only am I trying to make a movie that is incredible and like has a lot going on, but it's also like, they both have a sense of like, 
I'm doing something I care about and like, mm-hmm. I, I, because I care about it. Right. Like I, I just, yeah, I feel like both those movies are like, there's moments that are just like, they're big and they're bright and like, they really care about what they're doing and you can tell. And, and they both deal with some really heavy shit. Yeah, absolutely. In a neat way. Mm-hmm. In a neat way. Yeah. And I also play a lot of it. I play a lot of like, not just indie video games, but I play a lot of video games. Um, and I played one called Pentiment recently um, that was, it was very good. Uh, you <laughs> Sorry, this is going to be a really funny sentence. You play as a an artist who illuminates manuscripts in the 1500s in, in Germany, I mean, Bavaria, the Alps. Aren't you tired of that trope? <laughs> <laughs> you see it everywhere nowadays. It's just it's it's overkill at this point. How many no. more of those are they going to make? <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah, so true. That's amazing. It's awesome. But it's about it's all. Why about, does that game work for you? It's all about history and like, per, like not only your own personal history, but the history of the place where you are and the layers that that history takes and like, so like, and how that affects the person that you were and the person you become. Um, because I mean, it takes this like location, right. That had like the Christians who took over from the Romans who took over from the like local tribes there. And then how like their relationship to religion is actually not all that different or like how different things have like changed over time and how people want to cover up history instead of remembering it. Like there's a lot of really interesting stuff there. So yeah. Oh, that is cool. It's, I loved it. (laughs) I, I love games that I can cry to. absolutely shocking coming from the author and voice of TPR. Nobody, nobody, nobody saw that coming at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to go. And and I watch up Betty Hill. That's what I do. As yeah. um. <laughs> we joke all the time, he's like, that's what I thought you'd say, TPR writer. Like, that's what I thought you'd say, editor of TPR. Like, we go back anytime, like, we have, like, a, just a very stereotypical thing about ourselves. We're like, that's what I thought you'd say. I, oh, my oh, God, I have to study my spreadsheet still. Oh. I literally have a spreadsheet of unexplained phenomena. You have um, to send it to me. That's it. That's the whole thing. There's like 45 entries. Yeah. It has to also be like stuff that wow. is truly unexplained and not like stuff that actually people say is unexplained. Like Roanoke when people, I'm like, We yeah, have opinions about Bigfoot in this house. I do have opinions about, yes. And about like when people are like, who knows what happened to the colony of Roanoke? And I'm like, I do because you're just like erasing native peoples. <laughs> like I know they went over to the other island <laughs> and learned from them and stayed alive. Like, Unlike you, stupid. We went to the Museum <laughs> of the Weird recently, we which had way too many desiccated corpses. Too many for my desiccated liking, corpses. Uh, which is too many, many. Too many. many of them. Yeah, but um, you, didn't know, we did, you didn't know what your limit was, but you found it. I did. I found yeah. it, and it was more than one. More than, one, more than, more than one. zero, more than actually. <laughs> more than none. Yeah, it was a lot. We walked into a room, and I went up on a little podium, and he was like, "Hey, hey, hey, KB, give it to me straight. Is is there another corpse in there?" And I like leaned over. Yeah, and I was like, like mm-hmm. "There is another corpse in here." And then we had to leave. But uh, <laughs> it's fine. Dead, dead shit. Not a big deal. But like, it was. It just felt very disrespectful. Point being, um, the cryptid part and the the the, the horror movie history was very very cool. But I. Did get a lot of opinions about like this doesn't count i loved it's like it was my own personal kit podcast literally i want you i want you to have another podcast that's just you talking through your unexplained list and your personal opinions on them because it was an incredible soundtrack i was obsessed with it no honestly my brother and i were gonna do one 
It never happened. I know. Okay, so that famous big photo ever... was obvious. It was staged at everyone. Okay, stop, 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 stop. This is gold. Stop, stop. If you ever want to go through that list, mm-hmm. you let me know. Please. Because I would, <laughs> I would, I would love to do that with you. I would okay, love okay, to do that with you. Okay. So you, with all this free time, whenever you want to spend an hour or two with me and do that, that would be, I would thoroughly thoroughly enjoy that awesome all right caitlin your turn what has gotten its hooks into you what did somebody something you didn't make something you weren't a part of that you couldn't let go of oh man i'm i'm back on star trek i think i, yeah, I feel we like everything together. i'm we that's right i got kit watching uh, star trek uh, voyager and deep space nine which are my two favorites um oh, i'm so still working my way through deep space nine i started watching it like two years ago and i i'm trying to finish it because i kept dropping it and picking it up because i got other stuff going on but um, I'm finally back watching again. It just feels Star Trek feels like comfort food, man. It it's just it's so good. And I, I think a lot of the the stuff I consume very clearly, obviously, and not that surprising, reflects the stuff that I'm working on. And mm-hmm. so I'm doing a Star Trek show. I'm going to be watching more Star Trek because I want to like have that headspace. I want to have those references a little more like close at the front of my mind. Yeah. And uh, I've been doing um, uh, playing uh, uh, a video game for the first time in a very long time, uh, which is uh, what's it called? Oh, play- space ship breaker or something like that and it's i don't know what it, i don't know the weirdest exactly name in the world the game you're talking about it's incredibly soothing and so interesting weird. and and like it captures you i had uh sean drake of a couple of drakes was on and he's the one that turned me on to it and and he, so he cool. owes me like 20 hours of my life because of that <laughs> it's fascinating it I, I'm, like i said i'm physics. playing a, a salvage yeah. crew like yeah, that the yeah. character that i play breaks ships apart like that's her that's her she's salvage team and so i was like oh i kind of want a better like visual catalog of like what like so that I have I have a better like understanding of how to describe and things and it just makes me feel more settled in worlds and characters mm-hmm. so I have better references and and I and I mean if I'm involved in something obviously I like it so it's like okay yeah this is the thing I would probably want to be doing anyways and I get really really motion sick with video games very very easily it's very very difficult for me to play a lot of first person video games and so if I if I go very very slow <laughs> I can play shipbreaker <laughs> very very slowly but it is very very soothing and like that the ambient space sounds is really nice so i've been doing a lot of that um and then i've been trying to like catch up on horror that i never like old old school horror like classic yeah classic like horror thriller stuff and so like for the alien game i watched alien for the first time um sorry that's like one of my favorite movies all time. Crazy. Crazy. Fascinating it's that i've never seen it before it's crazy it was it's li- literally one it's of the greatest movies movie. <laughs> i know it's so good and it's like i there's a lot of stuff i joke so so my dear friend sandalove talks about being a pop culture void and i'm like i'm on the same boat i'm like i most things i know about anything is through pop culture osmosis mm-hmm. like i've just picked it up via other people talking about it so i'm like i'm actually like going back and watching stuff on purpose um and now the predator movies is my favorite film franchise of all time <laughs> so i'm having a great time with that <laughs> Prey was pretty damn good. Prey is that that's my film of all time. That is that is my film of all time. Prey, Prey I, is a I watched damn good movie. I, I watched because okay, so Amber Mid Thunder is in that movie and I adore her. I think she's great. And I was like, I want to support Miss Amber Mid Thunder. I want to know everything there's no but everything. And uh everyone was like, You don't need to watch the old Predator movies. I was like, Yeah, but I am dedicated. Really? So <laughs> I went back and I watched I watched all of them except for I haven't seen I've seen some of the Alien versus Predator because I hadn't seen Alien yet, and so I was like, Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to see Alien before I, anyways, I've seen now one versus it's the weirdest movie I've ever seen in my life. I love, I love ridiculous film. Um, but I watched all of the Predator movies and then watched Prey. And I was like, this is my favorite thing ever. All of these. I love them. People don't, my, people don't like Predator too. And I think you're ridiculous. I think it's a cinematic masterpiece. 
I was just about to say, unpopular opinion, this very controversial, is I think Predator 2 is a great movie. It's a masterpiece. It's, it is really, you got to take it for what it is and just, it, this, it is what it is and it's really good at what it is. It's on, per, like, it's not like, it's not goofy on accident. They're nope. doing it on, per, like, the it's tone, yeah. they set that and everyone is, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, everybody is so like, oh, it's so goofy, it's so silly. I'm like, you're all distracted from how gorgeous this film is. Also, the color, the cinematography, this is a beautiful film <laughs> and all of you are being mad about stuff that is not important because you should just have fun every once in a while because this is a very fun film. Wait, they're, they're miss, the, the movie wasn't made for them. They're missing the point of the it movie. That's okay. Yeah, it's made for yeah. me. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> All right. So now it, it, it's good that you told me that you've seen Alien, because if you had told me I haven't seen Alien yet, I would have ended the podcast and just, tell you. Yeah, we'll, just kick we'll, me we'll out. Record, you'd have yeah, tossed the trash. We'll yeah. Yeah. Did you know that the guy who designed, <laughs> no, did you, the guy who desi- designed <laughs> Alien yeah, had Crohn's disease and that's no. why he, no. So the guy who then like built it from the Geiger designs. He, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, the concept was the feeling chronic. of, yeah, he, like the oh, guy, and he said that like, it was largely based on his own experience, chronic illness. You are blowing my goddamn Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. Yeah, the chest first know that. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. It all goes wow. back to like personal experience, up. man. Dude. He, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's real. God, I did not know that. I've got some it's research so cool. to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. But here's another one. <laughs> and this may cause the podcast to end early. So mm-hmm. ready. be tempered in your answer. Okay. The original John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's one of my favorite movies in the world. I'm sorry I yelled so favorite loud. Favorite movies all the time. I mean, I... Where's well, your... Do you where's have, my sweatshirt? Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, where's your... I was going to say, where's your sweatshirt? I have a sweatshirt that said, I'm the thing John Carpenter made that movie about. <laughs> that's an amazing... Uh, have, that's an amazing sweatshirt. I do, and I have a t-shirt that has the, the Thing poster. Um, and... It is one of my letterbox top four and uh, one of the pilots that I'm working on is has some some elements of the thing. It's it's an it's an incredible movie now. Um, and I, 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 I'm still 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 talking to you, Caitlin, but I got to talk to Kip for a second. Yes, no, I, yes, please talk about the thing. It is it is her favorite movie of all time. No, I, I was pointing. Oh. I immediately pointed at you. I want yeah, yes. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Right. So and, and I could like geek out about John Carpenter like, like nobody's yes, business. Yes, absolutely. People, yeah, I have a lot to say about John Halloween. Carpenter. Yes, 100%. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever <laughs> seen, there's a, and I, I'll look it up for you if you haven't uh, seen it, or, uh, and I'll have to find it, but there's a phenomenal making of the thing. Uh, uh, I need to see that yesterday. I, I love okay, practical I'll tra- effects. I'll track it down. I love practical it, effects. It's, like, it I go is crazy the story and the shit they went through and how that came together. And it seems like that's true of every John Carpenter movie. It's like every John Carpenter movie is just like, here, John, here's $5 and some duct tape. Literally. Can you put together a movie <laughs> for us? And then he does. <laughs> And it fucking yeah, and then he goes oh and I'll just I'll, I'll just do the soundtrack real quick yeah, yeah literally like, literally it, it, I hey check this out Eliup yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's absolutely incredible but okay so so back back oh, I'm sorry I, mouth of madness is like I just think also like he has these movies that are acclaimed and then also these other movies that people are like well that one's just silly and I'm like no shut up mouth of madness <laughs> is amazing my brother and I when we were so I quarantine was, is uh, there's a, it's a very long story but there was one stretch of quarantine where it was just me and my brother and it was winter in maine um and i was like 
it, it wasn't the shining scenario. That was when I was stuck by myself, but my brother and I are very close. We're very good friends. And so it was actually really nice, like getting to hang out with him again. Um, but that's what we did. We started in October and we're like, we're going to have like horror movie October where we watch classic horror. Nice. Right. Um, and so we started with like the original night of the living dead, like, you know, oh, like really like, yeah, went on from there, but, and then it wasn't horror October. We just kept going. But, um, yeah, we watched the mouth of madness. We watched the thing, we watched a lot of, I mean, I've seen the thing before, but yeah. So, so Caitlin, I, after all of this hooting and hotting that Kit and I did, we totally, totally stepped over the fact, have you seen the thing? I have not what? because it is on my list of the, I, you know this about me. I am trying to not watch. I am a pop I culture know, void. I, I didn't watch any classic films specifically. <laughs> I have not. I know. And please, so it's on do. my list. It's, it's the ones I'm going through. I'm, I'm going back and like get, trying to get, get all the ones because this is very similar to what Kit said earlier was like, I didn't, I didn't like horror growing up. Um, I also right. was like, or I thought very, I didn't. <laughs> I th- again, I thought I didn't like horror, like uh, growing up and sheltered. It, it was, I was just, I think I had a lot of like, I think it was just like, I had a lot of anxiety as a person. Cause I get really bad, like secondhand embarrassment. Like if someone, oh, if my sisters were watching like prank shows, I, like I would feel like I was nauseous about it. <laughs> and so that applied to horror and action. It was real rough for me to watch movies. I think when I was younger that were like really like wild and scary. And so that was a lot for me. And I grew up on like a, on a farm, our house is 150 years old or whatever. Like it is like the house creaks and groans. Everybody's got stories about weird stuff. My mom says she's like, I've been, I've been, I have my list of stories I want to call TPR about. It's very really cute. I can't wait for her to call in. Both my parents um, are it's like <laughs> you both have really good voice. We gotta get the family. Yeah. All right. So, um, so one more I'm gonna throw at you. And I don't know how this became, you know, t- testing Caitlin. But oh, I, w- I was just gonna say that I, I had like I, I feel like it was inevitable that I ended up at horror just because of where I grew up, like in the woods, in the dark, in this in creaky horror. old house, like. I didn't like horror because I was living in like a thing that maybe felt like, and now that I don't live here and also have my anxiety managed, I like am fascinated by horror. So I'm like, I need you to go back and like eat all funny. the old ones. So I you have, yeah, I haven't got that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so one more for your list. And this is a okay. more recent one. It's a Korean horror movie and it's called the wailing. I know no. this movie. I yeah. don't know this. Movie. I haven't so, seen it. It's on my yeah. list. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, watch it. It, um, as as so i love horror. i'm like you i just love horror movies and have for a long time it's been a long time since i've seen a, a horror movie that i finished watching and i go i not sure what i just watched <laughs> i can't stop thinking about it it's possible i didn't like it yeah, and yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. watch it again. And I'm going to think about it for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. And, my, yeah. And, 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 and and I did. I watched it back to back. I went restarted i watched it again and what it was for me is that it was so different and now i've gone mm-hmm. down a whole korean horror film rabbit hole because nice. i realized a part of that was cultural right yeah. um but it's a whew, it's a movie it's a movie and I, and I and i do enjoy it all right so horror movies have been something that you've been consuming trying to fill the pop culture void is there another recent pop culture void you have filled that you're super proud of <laughs> tv show um, or a movie say empire I mean, strikes I back to just- coward what was that? Say Empire Strikes Back, you coward. I've seen, no, I've seen I've seen all I've seen all of the I've seen all of the all the Star Wars. Not a Star Wars. Uh, all the singular Star Wars. Um the one, the one war. No, I I uh I, I 
I did watch, um, this is not a backtracking, but I did watch Kenobi um, because we did a, uh-huh. a Star Wars thing. And I was like, I need to watch something that's more like in the time frame. Watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised. It was really good. I didn't think I was going to like it because I feel like it, some of the Disney Plus stuff has been such a hit mm-hmm. or miss. People um, have been too hard on it. I, I'm with you on that one. It was good. It was. I really liked it. Um, yep. But yeah, I think as far as I feel like I've done so much like content stuff like I, I do a lot of behind the scenes work um with pixel circus and i like watch their content and like clip stuff and do whatever and so i feel like i'm watching a lot of stuff um f- for work and so it's harder i think as far as like brain space and bandwidth to like attach to longer form stuff that i can't kind of at least zone out on a little bit so i think i've been watching a lot of like i mean like i said like like um Star Trek was so much fun to just put on and just like mm-hmm. vibe with for a while. Uh, I've also been watching a lot of food history, uh, which is really fun. Yeah, um, uh, it's called Tasting History with Max Miller is the channel I'm on right now. And a friend just turned me on to another one that I do not remember the name of because I have not watched it yet. Um, but he just kind of goes through. He finds ancient recipes um, and then talks That's about so cool. like the it's so cool. It talks about the pieces that they needed, like how you would get them and then uh, kind of goes through making it and then. Uh, does a segment about the historical, social, geographical con- context Very behind cool. this recipe and the the uh, ingredients and everything. And then at the end, he tries it and tells you what he thinks of it. It's very fun when he doesn't like it, where he's like, oh, what sucks? <laughs> well, it's not it's not for me, but like it's like <laughs> there was like a gelatin. Yeah, there was like a gelatin thing that made it. And he's like, I don't like jello, so I'm not going to like this. Yeah, it's 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 really fun. But I love I love learning new things. I love uh, I love a history thing. I love like a very niche history thing, especially like yeah. that. I love um, just anytime someone has like a really specific knowledge of a thing that they're excited about. I'm like, tell me everything, whether that's content or like a friend. I, I love that kind of a thing. So that's kind of, and and that's that's a thing that I kind of put on in the background. Like even if I've seen an episode before, I'm like, yeah, I'll let it play again because it's just so fascinating. And just like the the I don't know, the historical um context around food is really, really cool because that's human. Like that's yep. that's humanity. That's food and recipe and like how we make a thing and how it exists. Like that's that's not just like the food history. That's like cultural, our history. It's mm-hmm. So much. So much. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. All right. So I feel I feel bad now because I feel like to a certain degree, Kit and I have been like doing like gotchas. Have you seen this? Have you seen that? So here's what I want here's what I want to know. Uh, okay. What is something that when you find out somebody else hasn't watched it, that you have that same reaction? Oh my gosh. Um What's your the thing? The 1990, I think in 90, or no, no, 1978 Alien uh, <laughs> Escape to Witch Mountain. <gasps> well, okay. No, we'll, okay. Phenomenal. One of the first, I think this was one of, one the, of my all time I think this films. was the first time we ever hung out, like on. Uh, we watched oh, Pete's, watched Dra- Pete's oh, Dragon because we're both Pete's Dragon. a bunch of weird. Like I grew up on like that and like Hitchcock movies, which is so funny. My parents were like, yeah. "Why do you like horror? Oh, why do you like all this weird stuff?" And I'm like, "We watched nothing." You showed me the birds when I was 11. When I was a child. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen here? But, those some of those Sunday night Disney movies, like like Pete's Dragon and and Escape from Witch Mountain, so good. <laughs> So good. There's some crazy ass shit uh, in those movies. Harmonica. <laughs> like they're seen in Escape to Witch Mountain. Yes. I think about that. There, there I just, may have been substances involved. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> there's I have the I've got the book. It's based off of a of a kid's book from the 1960s. Oh, I and didn't I know that. bought it. Yeah, because I was like, I wanted to find an like a one the, the, there's like new covers, printings of new covers, and I don't think they're as fun as the old ones. So I couldn't I couldn't find any original ones that weren't like three hundred dollars. I was like, okay, fine, I'll just get like the reprint. Um but I have to I have to read it. I've I remember I've read the first couple of chapters a couple of times and have just like 
you know, I'm reading a kid's book for fun. And so I'm like, oh, I have work to do and like I'll drop it and come back to it. But I do have it. I did get it uh, late late last year. I finally bought one like for real. And I was like, I'm going to I want to read that's this. Cool. But it is such a, I, I think that was so like that. That's the thing that I consider in my mind as like that's that's a pivotal like mm. creative like media moment for baby Caitlin is like movies like that, yeah. like yeah. that and like Matilda and like like just extraordinary kids trying to like just like do like navigate something that's more mundane um and i think that that's so fun and like finding that like bridge between like a a a superpower Mm -hmm. or like a sci-fi thing or like Mm -hmm. aliens and like but also just like a bunch of kids like kids on bikes saving the world like that's my favorite kind of genre i love it so much and so yeah that that's definitely like a that's like a that's a pivotal uh, piece of media for for baby Caitlin is that one. Yeah, I I realized the first book that I wrote, which was when I was sixteen, so it's really bad, was Twins of Superpowers, <laughs> classic. Twins of Superpowers, You know, it's, yep. one of those moments for yep. me was watching Dial M for Murder, which is again hilarious. Like they get oh the guy God. gets stabbed with a pair of scissors, and my parents are like, "Why are you so weird?" Um, but there's a shot in Dial M for Murder where they're planning out the murder that's shot from above. It's shot from the corner of the room uh, or like, I mean, he did, he did that a lot. And I remember it rocking my entire tiny world, which is so funny because I just rewatched that movie and it's just a different shot of the scene. But I thought it was the coolest thing in the world because I was like, it's above them and they're planning a murder. <laughs> like, <laughs> so good. I love the stuff awesome. that sticks with like kid brain. Yeah. yeah. There's just or stuff there's that gets like, boggle, yeah. boggle the mind. Yeah. What's what's been interesting for me is uh, my I have, I have, my daughter is nine years old. Oh, really good so age! She's just just now old enough that I can start putting some of this stuff in front of her, and you, you never know. Yeah, you yes. just never know. Um, and you know, so like, Escape from Witch Mountain. I'm like, you know what? What the hell? But let's let's try it out. Over and over again, loved it. Right? Never would, and I never would have picked that. Put ET in front of her. She's like. Whereas like, e. 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 like my entire childhood. I just watched, well, I just rewatched E.T. and I actually, I cried. <laughs> As a kid, I was like, this is weird. So it's pretty hardcore. I, like yeah, I was, I was that same boat. Yeah. I didn't really like, I didn't really like E.T. The yeah. only relationship I had was e- with E.T. was that um, as a kid, everyone told me I looked like baby Drew Barrymore. Oh, that's exactly that. what I, I look like. The big, big, yeah. like blonde, curly hair, big eyes, little nose. That's yeah. exactly what I looked like <laughs> as a child. So that's my relationship with E.T. is I watched it and didn't like it, but I liked Escape to Witch Mountain. <laughs> And but but it's also been fun for me, too, because I've been discovering so much through her. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's a Reactions. lot of stuff like, yeah. Oh, like turning red. Yeah. Matilda, the yeah. new Matilda. Uh, oh, like my God. Un- I can't wait to watch it. I'm so excited. Oh, like it's really, really good. And and don't look up who plays the evil teacher. Just guess. look who it oh, is. Afterwards. I actually know who it is. I want I want. I don't think I know, too, but it. I won't it's spoil it. just it's. Uh, I love the musical. I love the movie. The movie was very instrumental to me as a child, but I love the musical. I discovered it when I was in like high school. And now that I found out they're doing a movie based on the musical, I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to sob the kids are in my room. Yeah. It's going to be great. Oh, the kids are amazing. She's incredible. Uh, the, the the little boy that eats all the stuff is the perfect casting. Just it was really, really good. Um, like Encanto, um, being able I to watch cried. that with her. Oh, <laughs> like, and, I, and yeah. I can't watch it with my 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 wife is. Uh, uh, half Cuban, half Venezuelan, and you know, like her, her mother straight 
straight from like the Exodus, the Cuban Exodus and stuff. So it's like my my poor my poor wife can't make it 10 minutes through that movie. God oh, bless her. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's um but it's neat. It's neat to be able to see that, you know, yeah. through somebody else's eyes. Guys, there is a ton of really really fun things to do on a Tuesday night that <laughs> does not involve talking to me for 2 hours. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate you guys making the time. I had so much. Thanks fun. so much for having us. We, when you sent us the ask, I was like uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We want to sit and talk uh, about the thing that we yeah. make. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this, this has been a ton of fun. Real quick. Um, let's uh, let people know who th- there's a lot of people that obviously want more of you. And if, uh, of course, the first link as you're scrolling down is going to be the to the podcast. Thank you. But I'd like to I'd like to share some more links for them. So what are what are some other things that we want to make sure people check out that want to get um, more kit and more cater? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, what do I, I have? got my tumblr which i don't use a lot it's kristen o'neill.tumblr.com uh, and then i have an instagram it's discount goblin i don't know why <laughs> um just has been just has been and the, the tpr tumblr and the tpr tumblr yeah. where do we buy the book oh yeah anywhere um but i would love if you bought it from an indie so i can send a link um i Perfect. would love to support indie, indie bookstores or even your library I work at a library as well, so got to plug <laughs> plug cool. my library. Um, and then I'm like, what else? Maybe my website, which is Kristen, KristenO'NeillWrites.com. And I need to update that too. <laughs> as well as the old TPR from before we actually made the the cover art. Well, you, I said we. You oh, did yeah, that. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> How about for you, Caitlin? If, if somebody's listening, they want more Caitlin, where should they go? Um, I post everything that I'm, I post every day all the time, but like everything that I'm doing will be on uh, my Twitter, which is K-K-A-M-A-B-R. Um, I've been posting TikToks for TPR, which are very fun to make, uh, very hit or miss of whether people want words as a TikTok, but you know what? <laughs> Take it or leave it, man. I think it looks cool. Uh, otherwise, just, I mean, right now I said I'm streaming Monday nights over on uh, Cryptic Studios Twitch channel. We're playing a Star Trek. Uh, RPG game, which has been a delight. There's more stuff uh, coming down the pipeline that I can't quite talk about yet because it hasn't been announced. Mm-hmm. But I think we can... I was going to say, we're also... I think we can say... Are both contributors. Yeah, Matthew... Can we say that? Matthew gave us the okay, okay. to talk about... Yeah. Um, well, you want to start? <laughs> I was going to say, you're... You know more about this? I mean, I know about it too, yeah, but... So... So, Mall Kids... You're more involved uh, with the original. RPG yes. is that a... Yeah. Uh, a couple of yeah uh, additions have been made. There is going to be a new uh, expansion coming out uh, very very soon. I think we're I think we're good to announce because this it's like in April. Up, this will probably be up after it's been announced. Yeah, yeah the, the Kickstarter should be in April. Um, I think the dates might be in flux. So if this is out before then, uh, keep an eye out in April for the newest the newest uh, uh, Zine we'll, Zine yeah. Quest extension. There's a link. There's a link. Scroll down. There's a link to the Kickstarter. More mom, more kids. Okay, beautiful. More mom, more kids. Well, that was that was the second one. I don't know what this one <laughs> is. Actually, I forgot. It was more moms, more kids. <laughs> You're so right. That's hilarious. I'm so excited. Yeah. So so I wrote Kid in to come in and be a be a contributor because she told me she wanted to do RPG writing, and I said, Hey, let me put yes. all my friends in a slow globe and shake it around until everybody's connected. So Honestly, that'd be really I, great for me. I run, I run Teen D and D at the library. Um, oh, fun. which is truly like <laughs> an enormous joy. Um, they're amazing. <laughs> they're so smart. <laughs> I love them. And they, they, yeah. know, they don't have to learn how to RPG. They no. already know. And, it's, and, it's amazing. I was worried that, like, too, I like made a whole list of like, here's like, you know, like, of, like house rules. So like be respectful of each other. 
they are so kind and patient and didn't need any of it. So yeah, they're, they're smarter than us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the very, kids are very right, true. Yeah. Last but yeah. not least, you who's listening this is the end. You made it the whole way. And I appreciate wow. you too. Take care. Thank you. this episode subscribe to tabletop talk and share it with your friends check out our content on youtube and twitch follow us on twitter and facebook and stay updated on everything coming from third floor all the links are in the show notes take care floorheads You two are very good at this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. We're very chatty. You're just go, you're gonna learn we, this. We're no, so, I'm never, I'm never inviting talk, amateurs on this podcast again. We do love only, to only talk. Only people who have podcasted before. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that was great, guys. And again, you followed me. Thanks. You let me push a little bit, so I appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I, I, the other podcast I do is not edited like down. I mean, if we have dead air or whatever, but it is literally just you have a thing and then you like just go forever and ever. And it's not quite so much about like us. It's it's the it's a folklore show, but it is this type of form where you just, you just talk like, oh, yeah. I have a thing. Oh, suddenly we're talking about the uh, invention of mattresses. How did <sighs> we get here? Uh, okay, let's get back to centaurs. Just kidding. Anyways, uh, so like, well, <laughs> I but, just but like talking to that, and right? I have ADHD. <laughs> yeah, you've got yeah, you've got two folks with ADHD ready to chat about our creative process. <laughs> but, but here's the thing: I'm going to argue with you on that, though. Is that it, it's? It, I bet it's not that, Caitlin. And here's why: because there's a ton of podcasts that do that are not interesting, right? What, what's interesting is that you're <laughs> able to find that balance between conversations and talking but yeah. everybody has the sense like we need to top, stop talking about centaurs because this is not interesting anymore we need to move over and start talking about mattresses now right there, yeah. but but that there, that's a chemistry that's a whole kind of thing so all right and it's making other people feel like they're in on the joke sorry go ahead exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. uh, how are we doing on time we good yeah, I'm doing good. I'm thinking maybe 20 more minutes, if that's all right. Yeah. I just realized I forgot I did, I, to prep for this one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, what am I gripping on? Uh, that, 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 stop, <laughs> no, 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 no I'm looking, down. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't keep a prep. letterbox list, I forget everything. <laughs> everything ever <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> well, you have, you'll have, you have time. I'll start with Kristen. <laughs> I, did, all right. uh, I did find the musicians. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, prompt okay, the musician pitch. We have K names. What I sent to the musicians. Oh, damn. Oh, oh okay. You just read that out. Um, we can put it somewhere. Yeah. D- Let's here. All right. Hold it's on. It's up to you. It's up to you. No, no, it's no. no hold on one second. Uh, oh, hey. Are you still here? Wow. Um, well, the episode is over, but if you're bored, why not go to Patreon.com and support the show for as little as a dollar a month? Yeah, you can just scroll down. Scroll down and, yeah, get the link. It's Patreon that makes this and all of our other content possible. Don't you want to join the other floorheads on the Patreon Discord? 
Anyway, thanks for sticking around. Take care. <laughs>